0: And uh, now recorded for, uh, you know, no matter what else happens, people will be able to know what we were thinking on the 10th of August, year of our Lord, 2022.
1: So this is for posterity, then?
0: It's for something.
2: Our Lord, beloved,
3: our Lord, Oh Lord, protect me now,
0: Oh Lord, oh Lord. We love oh, you Lord, so much.
3: My <laughs> you know those hymns; they are no, depressing. Really. I know they're so depressing, right? <laughs> aren't they?
0: Dear baby Jesus, <laughs> when you get some time, <laughs> could you see if we could be nominated for the there's podcast some good hymns
1: awards? Fun to sing, though. Gotta say, there's some good fun hymns to sing. You know, for harmony and stuff. Yeah.
3: Jesus,
1: but I'm a preacher's oh, kid, so there's a lot of hymns that are. Dan boring, Fred but, but.
0: Fred is trying to sing Jesus loves me. Jesus loves
1: me. All right, sorry. <laughs>
3: Jesus, oh right, it's right. Jesus. Why do so many things fall between the cracks? Jesus. <laughs> That's
2: right. Jesus. Where were you? Jesus. <laughs> we needed you yesterday, Jesus.
0: That's <laughs> Jesus. Where's your quality
4: control? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
3: Let's get on your logistics That's right. Jesus. That's
0: right Jesus Oh Lord Can you tell me Why you didn't answer my prayers The other day my That's kid right. Was hit by a bus and you were And nowhere to be found Yeah
3: <laughs> They often do that That's right They start slow and then they That's right Exactly like,
0: you know, <clears throat> It's almost like a season. Oh yeah I need the right. gospel now yeah. oh, By gospel. the way way yeah. there's nothing yeah. w- i love gospel music like real gospel music so do i i just wish they changed the words um well <laughs> th- yeah they can't do that but uh <laughs> it wouldn't be because well man, yeah but... <laughs> you, it's that's the whole point but uh i do like uh some uh
3: some gospel music jesus where you been listen I, you know, I'm not one for churches. And after having been to Europe several times, I don't never need to walk into another church in my life. But I'll tell you, if I was in the southern states and I was walking down the street and I heard from one of those Baptist churches, those, uh, that type of singing and celebration, I would go in. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I would go in and I would leave something in the collection plate. <laughs> That's OK. You had. I was believing you up until that point.
0: <laughs> Up to right there. Here's a, you know, this is the kind of uh, gospel that I love.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: I went to church last Sunday.
0: Little I love it for you. I
2: could sing and pray. Uh,
0: on the show today, we're going to be talking to Mark Hebscher, uh, Hebsey on Sports checking in. We're also we have a, a call out. Don't go anywhere yet, Dan. Uh, we have a call out to Jackie uh, Delaney, Jackie Budding, who is one of the uh, Derringer abu- abuse abuse victims. Uh, And accusers Abusers And accusers Yes Retirement Sherpa will be here We're also going to do some of your emails today We promise Have a listen Here we go Dan, is this the kind of singing that was going on in your church? Not not in the Lutheran church, no We didn't have uh, much
1: of that (laughs) Nope
2: no, but there was, you know,
1: some some of the irritating, you know, more modern hymns that came through. But, yeah, like yeah. what? Nothing gospel I I don't know, I can't remember, but I, I know there was, a, there was a sort of a traditional hymnal, and then they tried to liven things up with more modern-y kind of spirit, you know. And I just, I, you know, it all seemed like stupid to me, so. I mean, there's some pretty crappy old hymns, too, and they just, I don't know, they were like, they, there was official hymnal for most churches. They have a hymnal, and in the hymnal there's all the recommended uh you know, for the, the times of the year, they have recommended hymns that the minister chooses. And then, you know, my dad would
3: choose some stupid ones to <laughs> yeah. follow along. It's bah, like, bah. you know, like in corn when it was corn season, they talk about the splendor of corn and how God has provided us with this golden nutrition, that type of thing. Yeah, thank you do, theologian right? Fred Yep, yep, that's totally it yeah. No, because I've heard that Our... stuff before You know, when I was a kid in Burley Falls Where Dan is right now, there's a little church It's called Church on the Rock And when I was a kid, for something to do on Sunday mornings We'd go over for the Sunday school class we weren't very we didn't behave ourselves but I just remember stuff like that you know mm-hmm. certain we were supposed to look around and thank the Lord for things we take for granted yeah, <laughs> yeah well see that's good gratitude so there's,
1: yeah, right. that's a yeah. good thing yeah. uh, exactly no, uh, no. Hey, gratitude. gratitude is
0: gratitude I, I think when I, I'm trying to remember when I initially checked out as a that whole idea that God was watching me, and I got to about twelve, thirteen. That's when I was like, He oh, better not be watching this, because <laughs> he's going to be, he's going to be <laughs> seeing me fuck some <laughs> leftover chicken.
3: Yeah. Wasn't, that yes. bad, wasn't that bad? Midler who sang that? God is watching me
0: uh, from a distance. Yes, oh, oh yeah. but from a distance, he can watch me. I just don't want him <laughs> in my bedroom while <laughs> yeah, I was right. close. While I was, I was ruining yeah. all the
3: sheets. God's mm-hmm. a perv. Uh, Hands yeah. off my beaver magazine, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. Hey, God, get your own 73 Playboy. Come on, God gave us beavers, right? So Yes, go. God, we thank, thank you for thank the, the beaver. <laughs> oh, Jesus, thank you for the beaver, and your dad is good, too. <laughs> There's a modern. Dan... Dan, yes. I didn't want this to devolve into another religious whatever. <clears throat> but would this yeah. be a, an appropriate time to play the <laughs> yeah. audio of a woman named Paula White? Just a quick background: She runs Paula White Ministries. She's married. She's to married what? to that was the Journey. Yeah, the, she's married to the keyboard player of Journey. And the other night, where is it? Oh Dan, Dan sent it to me, and of course I had it, and now I don't. Uh, uh Jesus God, I my can't. My cell
1: phone just died. I can't put it. Uh, well,
0: this is ridiculous. It's on Twitter.
1: Okay, well I'll get it to you in a bit. No, I
0: got phone. it here. Is this just going to take me a second? Talking the way, when you listen to her, uh, the,
1: the, the visual is that she's got her right hand uh, pumping up and down the whole time. The whole time, her, uh, she, I guess for rhythm or whatever, her, her right hand's going up and down and up and down. So that may help you. Your visuals,
0: <clears throat> as you hear this uh, interesting. Uh, so she's a preacher, Fred. Right. A- and, and just yes. look her up. I mean, just typical mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars you know raises all this money Mm
3: -hmm. a shyster oh absolutely the shyster category for sure yeah yeah so Um, uh yeah go ahead no even yesterday i was i i get maybe cnn one of them on yesterday and you know after the trump thing a lot of you know trump supporters all lined up outside mar-a-lago and You know with support with signs and everything And one of the chants I was heard We love you Donald Jesus loves you too And it's like my god What Um, We love you Donald Jesus loves you too Yeah he he does These poor misguided Mentally deficient people Well
0: you know on to that point um, So this the, the, The raid was Two days ago And already you can buy uh, Defund the FBI T-shirts Proud Christian Nationalist T-shirts And the, and you know who's selling these? Marjorie Taylor Green. See that's what I and, and, and what you just reminded me of Is those poor people So All those people that are going to buy These $30 hats and T-shirts Thinking that they're really You know Making a difference You know are just sending money so that these people can continue to have campaigns. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yep. So here's this woman, Paula White, uh, preaching. And by the way, if you don't know Paula White, she's also Trump's spiritual advisor. Advisor.
5: And strike 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 strike, until you have victory.
2: For every enemy that is aligned against you, let there be that we would strike the ground for you will give us victory, God. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting and singing. I hear a sound of
5: victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain.
2: So this goes
0: on for for some time and and this is the former president's spiritual advisor.
5: As as
4: Lord, uh,
0: let's not even talk about the fact, Dan, that there's a guy walking back and forth across the street. <laughs> that the was weird, yeah. The there must know be why. some
1: context victory, there. Victory, yeah. People the ignoring the,
0: heaven, the word or something. But now
1: you can victory, see why.
3: Victory over what?
0: Victory over the enemies of Trump, of the deep strength 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 state, strength all that.
3: It's always, like,
0: violence. Oh, hold on. Right here. Yeah, okay. So here's a grown woman in 2022. Right. Who wants you to fe- think? Who wants her believers? We don't. But she wants her people f- to believe that she's touched by the spirit of Jesus, and now she no longer can speak English.
4: Victory, victory! For angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched right now. Come the fuck on!
0: Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Come right on, there. Paula. Yeah. Arakataka Lakamaka. <laughs> How creepy is that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> just disgusting, isn't it? Though, oh, it's just all so vile and disgusting. And even yesterday, the whole right wing spin. Nobody, not I, haven't heard one person on the right just say like, "We disagree with what they did." But if there is something there, the president's going to have to answer for it. They, they don't even go there.
0: No, I know. It's quite it's, something. It's,
3: it's all vendetta. It's all, you know, uh, KGB. It's third world. How dare they refer to that as third world country after that creep organized January. Yeah, 6th. No, I
0: know. I, I Like, after you saw your own people storm the Capitol, which they apparently don't believe. But it, it, we all saw it. How they can compare what... what by the way, and I, didn't, I don't want to get too deep into this because we do have to get started, but... Yeah. The, and the, and the, we'll just say this. The people like Jim Jordan and those guys, they know that. They know what I'm about to say. There's no way the DOJ would have taken those steps. DOJ. DOJ, thank you. Not the dog. <laughs> 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 Not the dog. It was there's the no dog. way it wasn't the dog. dog. <laughs> well, there's no way the D. What did I say? The DOJ. Okay. Yeah. There's no way they would have taken that step. Like, and Jim Jordan and Mad Case and all those people on Fox. They know this.
3: Well, they're terrified.
0: But they know the people on, on the media on that side also mm-hmm. know that there's no way. Mm-hmm. They know that they've got to have something. Mm -hmm. But what bothers me and what bothers you, I believe, too, is that is it ever this guy's fault?
5: Yeah. Like, statistically,
0: something's got to be for him to
3: be blamed. It can't always be they're out to get Trump. And they know that, too. You know what's going to be interesting with these scumbags, too, Howard? Say they do nail him. Probably won't. But say they nailed him with something just indisputable anti-american and strike and strike. how quickly these guys will run from him you know hey,
1: if you it's me? to their advantage yes you're right well, oh second.
3: absolutely yeah so if there's something indisputable it's been proved that he was guilty of this and there you can't argue it these slime balls will run from him quickly and they'll go back to what they said about him way back in the primaries in 2015 yeah <laughs> Well, uh,
0: that's the other thing. All that video and audio of, mm-hmm. you know, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio, and, and you know, and again, I've said this a bunch of times. Don't don't they think that people could just Google what they said? Um, Shameless. It, it really is. Anyway, so uh, but this is the kind of passion you know we should have, Dan, when it comes to being nominated for these cockamamie podcast strike and strike awards strike and strike, strike, and,
4: strike, strike. And, strike. <laughs> and strike and strike and strike and strike until you have victory anyway i, I looked her up dan
0: thanks to your recommendation And thinking, and again it's just what you'd return, expect it's hundreds of millions of country dollars country it's private jets and it's no taxes day. it's all of day. that stuff and and which you know and again you can understand as the son of a preacher man Mm-hmm. Why religion is so disgusting? Because this is the face of it. Well, that's a section of
1: religion that I talked about before. That I have no no empathy for. Uh, you know, it it, it it gives religion a bad name, really. Well. Yes. A lot of religions do, but uh, that certainly is the side of it there. I mean, you know, when you're seeing that, it's like, you how would anybody have patience to watch that crap? But I guess if you're in the middle of uh, the congregation and you start to get into the rhythm of it or whatever, and you get mesmerized by, yeah. by how yeah. that,
3: that preaching and, goes. But. And there's the whole element of people that they need something. Something has happened in their life. They have issues of some, you know, involving something else that they turn to that. It's, well, we said about the vaccine most anti-vaxxers it's more than just not wanting a vaccine it's some other embedded thing that they're dealing with yeah belonging to the club yeah for sure um here's a little
0: write-up paula white's a self-proclaimed preacher you know woman of god who's been married three times filed for bankruptcy and preaches the prosperity gospel which isn't christian she's a scam artist who shelters money in a church and of course trump brought her on Uh, Because she's the female version of him. (laughs) Here's another uh, little meme I thought you'd find uh, interesting, Fred and Dan. Um, It's two panels. The first is Trump, you know, at a rally yelling, the FBI is investigating Hillary. This proves that Hillary is corrupt. And the bottom panel, the FBI is investigating me. This proves the FBI is corrupt. (laughs) It's just amazing to me that it's never his fault. That it's never his mistake, and he's never to blame. This
1: is a master class in propaganda, though. I mean, you, you, you're probably getting now after you know this tireless, you know, years and years of Trump doing you know all the lies and everything. You probably can predict now what the you know, the next thing's going to happen, and the re- and how the next uh, incarnation of the propaganda machine goes. Anything that happens, you can just guess. Okay, well, this is what they're going to say now.
0: Oh no, for sure. Yeah. Because there was no surprise, Fred, after uh, the FBI raid on his home. <laughs> Fuck. Oh.
3: And it wasn't even it wasn't a raid per se. I mean, those things happen all the time. It just happened to be the former president of the United States. Yeah. But this Merrick Gardland, I'll tell you, the death threats yesterday, like blatant death threats. So it's not like, geez, we should find out what this guy did. Let's <laughs> no, know. see what he did first and then take it from there. It's immediately, because their orange god is being threatened, they line up behind them. It, it's staggering. Another thing I was reminded of yesterday through all this is Hillary Clinton, the hours and hours that they she sat there and answered questions about Benghazi. 11 hours of testimony. The, the courage that that took. Where are all these scumbags? And the Republicans that want to, you know, have that courage. Yeah. And,
0: um, you know, to that point, Kevin McCarthy, who is now the minority leader and uh, whatever, sent out a statement, I guess now two days ago, basically saying, you know, Merrick Garland, who for people who don't know, is the um, attorney general of the United States. He said, listen, when we get basically saying when we get back in power, you know, clear your schedule because we're going to come after you. Like, again, yeah. they Jim Jordan, who's passed no legislation and all the time he's been in there, they all know they can't do this. All it is is to inflame. And yes. I, again, I want to move on because the problem yes. is politics is no longer about ideas. Politics, as we're describing it now, is just it's a whole different game that uh, is being played. And Dan's right, by the way, you can predict how how they're going to react given any circumstance now.
3: Yeah, we're spending a lot of time on this American demon when we have a Canadian demon we could talk about this morning. <laughs> yes, but uh, we have no time for that, Double P.
0: Um, Daniel, are you ready to start the show? Because we got to get some stuff done before uh, yeah, Jackie okay, yeah, possibly yeah. comes in. And uh, uh, I'm sure we're going to be talking about uh, great. Uh, there was a big uh, decision yesterday in the world of professional uh, sports. But first, here's Dan Duran. This episode of Humble and Fred
1: is being broadcast to
0: the world from Humble and
1: Fred Studios in Toronto, from the lusty shores of Lovesick Lake, and from Kent Island, the largest island in the Chesapeake Bay in the USA. And is brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and HealthGage. And now here are two men who have often complained about how difficult it is to flush classified document documents down low
0: flow toilets these days. It's Humble and Fred. Jim Jordan tweets the raid of Mar a Lago. It's one of the most frightening things I've ever seen in our country. Well, oh, you know she should put it after that. And I covered up a bunch of young men being mm-hmm. abused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they're Let's calling it the raid of Mar a <laughs>
3: That despicable Baby creep child. has no shame whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, it is, actually. It really is amazing, like, how you can do that. Most normal people would be, geez, you know. <laughs> I can't really go there because look at my track record. But they don't care. They just trudge forward. I'm
0: glad you said that because, honestly, sometimes I just want to tweet to Jim Jordan. Jim, sit this one out, man. But they never do. That yeah. There's a level of, I think you hit it. Bang on there There's a level A lack of Shame Or the kind of things That the rest of us Would be embarrassed You know Like even In a family dynamic You know you We all have You say the wrong thing And then You know Maybe a couple of days later Something comes up And you're like oh, Okay I, I really I don't have a A place to comment on that Because of this thing That happened A few days earlier We all have had those Yeah But these guys, like Lauren Boebert and all these people, they just don't seem to have that governor. It's not in there.
3: Because there's something wrong with them, Howard. Oh, yeah. And the people that follow them, there is something wrong with them. That's what I was saying the other day. Just once, like Fox News, whenever they do streeters, where they interview people on the street, it's always the same character, the profile of the people. Sometimes I feel like... Same thing, write the, writing them an email and say, can you just go into suburbia and knock on a door of a middle-class home and ask them what they think? Yeah, exactly. And instead <laughs> of these rednecks with their <laughs> flags and their their god. and You know what I mean? It's always... And, and I'm thinking that whole network is set up for those people. Well, you know? Because there's profit in it. Well, of course. Yeah.
0: I mean, I haven't watched a, a full... I mean, I listen to a lot of Fox News, but I haven't actually watched it on my television. So I don't know what their advertising is. Yeah. But they're doing fine. They're doing oh, good. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, listen, we got a lot of stuff to get through today. Uh, we are going to have, a, if we can, uh, Toronto Mike's going to pop in. We're not 100% sure what our schedule is now next week, but this is definitely the last Humble and Fred show of the week. We want to get to some of your emails. I know we've been saying that for two weeks now.
3: But first, let's have a, a quick chat about this fine company. A Bodog? Yeah. Yo. Whether, you're, whether you're a horse racing fan, a poker player, or you just like to wager on the sports, uh, Bodog has been Providing Canadians with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994 from their industry leading odds to their world class sports book. They've got it all. Go to Bowdog. Uh, All games All sports Oh, dog
0: Had a great chat yesterday With uh, a futurepreneur Who uh, we got set up from GoDaddy GoDaddy is powering small business And entrepreneurs for over 25 years And it's not just getting you a domain name They do that Uh, They create the website Help you do it all But there's also so many other programs And support systems You've got to check it out Maybe you've got an idea for a small business Or a side hustle Maybe it's that brilliant notion you've been dreaming about and sitting on for a while, or that online store you've been waiting to finally launch and start selling your products. There's no better time to do it than, than right now. You can find your domain, create your website with GoDaddy, and bring it to life. With GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 uh, phone support, they're also here to help you every step of the way. No credit card is even re- required. Start your website for free today with GoDaddy. Visit godaddy.ca to find out more. In the meantime, without further delay, and we're going to get through as many of these as we can. Hi guys. Hi Humble guys. and Fred at hi Humble guys. and Fred uh, Fred, hi guys. E- 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 hi
3: guys. This is from Leanne Karabi. Yes. Hi, guys. So I'm a newbie to the whole podcast world. Please, no snark. However, I have listened to you on the radio for a very long time. We are talking CFNY days, so I don't want to really date myself. Uh, My job requires a lot of windshield time. Sales rep with a huge Trump-speak territory. Wow. And I have fallen in love with your podcast. I feel like I'm driving with my crazy family in the car and find myself laughing uh, laughing with and agreeing with and talking back to you all the time okay while i'm on the road just wanted to say thanks for keeping me company and i cannot wait until you have more than two or maybe three shows a week <laughs> cheers and <laughs> happy right. trails Leanne uh Carruthers.
0: my buddy dave says happy trails i like it it's a nice sign off you know
3: it's isn't that roy rogers yeah,
0: yeah it could be yeah. I just like it It's very friendly it's, it's you know what Hi It's guys. also uh, Hi guys. It's a nice It's a change up You know It's a change of pace Thank you uh, Leanne This is from our friend Leanna M. Scott Hi guys Hundy P. Leanna here In deference to your aversion To long email You know we don't like them I'll make this short and sweet Number one Thank you for recommendation For the recommendation Of Peaky Blinders Hubby and I are on season two And loving it And number two, to Howard, about five years ago, I, too, began to suffer from one smelly armpit syndrome. Mm. And uh, she says she uses a natural deodorant out of California. I was reluctant to, uh, et cetera, et cetera, but uh, I've recommended it to many people. Uh, Number three, love the no guest except Toronto Mike Thursdays. Hearing you guys kibitz or talk about the news of the day is enough for me lastly thank you for doing the show while you were on holidays you made this hundy p very very happy and thank you so much from Leanna uh, m scott um, now fred hmm. i know we were yeah. pff, i feel terrible because we were going to that's not the breaking news here we go we were going to continue to do a bunch of emails but we have breaking news Breaking news, Howard. Breaking um, news. We have breaking news. Uh, one of our friends who has been uh, uh, contributing to this program the last few months, uh, first covering this is the Canadian Senate, uh, but now she is our chief correspondent on the uh, ongoing saga of Q107 and the John Deringer The Curious Case. Of John Derringer And we've asked uh, Jackie to pop in And just comment Hello Jackie
5: Hello Hello. Can you see? Can't see you What did I do? Did I not turn on my camera? You know what? It's probably for the best this morning
0: <laughs> Down on the left Well It's okay down Milo on the left corner the Oh butt. here
5: I go Oh I'm so dis- oh, I'm oh look
0: at you. you I mean again We're not supposed Let's to comment see. But you look very yeah. cute Can Let's I say see. that?
5: Thank you. I just—I literally just woke up, rolled out of bed, saw um, saw Mike's um, message, and I was like, "Sure." So this is this is what you get when I first roll out of
0: bed. Well, it's first of all, any any of you is muchly appreciated. Let me read to the audience a statement. Q107 and John Derringer have agreed to part ways effective today. This follows a 22-year tenure as host of Derringer in the Money. Plans for the uh, show will be forthcoming. The independent investigative initiative, uh, in- the independent investigation initiated by Course remains ongoing. Course remains committed to having a full, fair investigation that enables all blah, blah, blah. Uh, wait, this is the part that Fred will love. All relevant concerns under Chorus's code of conduct. Suck it! Uh, to be raised and treats all participants equally. Fuck you don't. <laughs> Regardless of their current employment status with Chorus. We go now to one of the accusers and abusers. Uh, been abusers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Abusees. Abused. Abused. Jackie Delaney for comment.
5: What a joke. And not at all unexpected. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a joke. Essentially what this is, uh, for all of us in radio, we knew as soon as we saw it right, what it was, right, is mm-hmm. the payout. They've they've agreed to part ways. Like, all they've been negotiating this whole time is how much money they're going to pay him. Because otherwise, if this was about him or the company uh, taking any accountability, uh, they would have mm-hmm. waited until the end of the investigation to say yep, yeah, this is what we found and this is mm-hmm. who's responsible and now we're letting Mr. Derringer go with cause and we don't even have to pay him mm-hmm. so anything short of that means they've paid him and as I tweeted a couple of weeks ago it's probably in the neighborhood of $68 million look I don't want money I, I never spoke out because I wanted money uh, <laughs> my time mm-hmm. there was so short to, to me it, that would, that would it's crazy for me to expect money Um, I think some of the other people deserve some money. I certainly don't think he deserved money. He's the last person who should be getting money. So essentially what they've done is, yet again, they've rewarded him for his shitty behavior. Mm -hmm. So that's rewarded all the time with this company.
3: No, I think you nail it because they've probably been doing the investigation and it keeps popping up that ooh chorus. And certain people within chorus look pretty bad through this. Oh, yeah. So then rather do this with cause and allow him to be able to tell his side. Let's snuff this right now. What's it going to cost us? You're right. That's exactly what's happened. Uh, yes.
5: Yeah, so The nondisclosure, definitely a nondisclosure uh, put in there so that he can't speak.
0: Well, no, here's the thing, Jackie and Fred, because uh, I agree with both of you. And, and, and let me take this thread and a little bit further, which is here's what happened. Let me just do this. Mm-hmm. If they were to continue an investigation to find cause for John Der- for John Derringer, if he's got a good lawyer and he can afford one, then that lawyer would argue, "Well, wait a second. The management, <laughs> the management allowed this, and we can all name who they are. We named them before, but all of them for twenty years plus were enabling this behavior. So." They've kind of got to cover this thing up. And it's a weird thing because if they get John for cause, they're going to have to admit responsibility themselves.
5: Absolutely. I agree with that as well. Yeah. I think it's all part and parcel. And I think this investigation, as I said from the very beginning, is a sham. Uh, I didn't have any hope for it. To begin with, but I was I was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I did have that initial conversation with the person doing the investigation. And what now, that
0: remind uh, did. Jackie remind the audience how that went. Jackie was Jackie was uh, approached uh, and conducted an interview with the people that are doing this investigation. How'd that go?
5: Yeah, so well. Uh, <laughs> the two things jumped out at me right away. One was we're just interviewing you as a witness, not a complainant. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Yeah. And, and then she said, well, because that's the way the company wants it, which is what made me laugh. It's like, so mm-hmm. the company is dictating the parameters of your investigation. That's not an independent investigation. Mm-hmm. The second thing that jumped out at me is when she said I would have to agree to uh, keep everything confidential, at not not just during the process to mm-hmm. ensure, you know, that the process wasn't corrupt, but to in perpetuity. And I laughed. It's like, so let me get this straight. So 20 years ago, I was uh, forced to remain silent. And now your starting point is, again, to, to say I need to remain silent. No, I'm good. So, of course, you know me. I've been singing from the rooftops ever since.
3: Yeah. Oh, how so. far we've come, eh? Mm, <laughs> Unbelievable.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it really, and
3: you believe me, there was a lot of guys yesterday that we're so happy to see that decision because they're thinking, that's right. So there'll be a non-disclosure and this is going to go away and that's good for me too. All the middle level management guys that we have named, you know, uh, J.J. Johnson, uh, Dave Farrow, uh, Blair Bartram, Hal Blackadar, on and on and on, John Cassidy, all those people. It's good for them because now Derringer can't come out and start pointing at them or his lawyer, as Howard said, can't point at them.
5: Yeah, 100%. That's what mm-hmm. this is.
3: You know what
0: bothers me? And, I, and I'm not sure if this was Jackie's. Uh, I can't tell if it was yours or the original one from Q107. I, I think this is Q. So Q puts out a tweet with the statement that I read. And I was looking at the comments this morning, you know, well, thinking that there was a chance Jackie was going to come on. And here's where I'm going with this. If this bothers me and I wasn't, well, other than witnessing the abuse, mm-hmm. I wonder what someone like Jackie or Jennifer or Maureen Holloway, when they read things like this, this is one of the comments. Uh, da, 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 da. oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's.
5: I've read some of the comments. While you're. Oh, I, I,
0: oh here it is. it is. I find it in. This is from a woman. I find it interesting that so many absolutely believe Jennifer Valentine and Peg John Derringer guilty. I've met both. And if you all met both, you might have a different opinion. Oh, my God. I'm like, go fuck yourself, Tracy Buckner, because we've all met the guy. And do you know what I mean? Like, and, and when I there's and then, by the way, Jackie, there's a few of those. Uh, here's one that says uh, I love the morning show Why has Jennifer decided to say this years after I think that there's more And she should And she should have never been on that show Sorry This is about her If your career isn't the best now Why ruin others she Seems she's spiteful Like if that were me I'd want to fucking punch that guy Benita
3: <laughs>
5: Yeah, look, oh, yeah
3: you're right mm-hmm. it,
5: it, I've read some of those comments uh, also and I know Jennifer has um, Jennifer is much kinder than I am when it comes to these things uh, you know for me depending on the day of the week I'll if I'm bored I'll uh, entertain myself by replying to people like that yeah um, because that that is what that is like you can't you can't reason with somebody like that that's somebody who has their mind mm-hmm. made up you're not gonna move them off it they, they, they almost feel protective of him. So for me, these people are a joke. I don't even. No, they
3: are. They are a joke. And that's what we like about you. You're a pepper pot. But uh, (laughs) I mean, really, I mean, you speak your mind. And that's why it's great to have you on the show. But we were talking about all the people lined up in front of Mara lago yesterday. These are different people. So if you're defending John Derringer this morning, it's like it's the scary part of our society that people can think that way. Defend the indefensible. It's it's bizarre, isn't it?
5: And I find that a lot of people like i look i'll I'll cut a little slack in that they don't know us right they only know what they hear that comes out of the radio every morning, and John puts on a really good persona and he does in public as well when he's at events. he's a very likable, charming guy, so they only have that to go by but but same thing with us right they have our our on air personas to go by but there some people i I look at it and I go. They, he is their pal. They think he's their pal. That's the yeah. beauty of radio, right? We're trained mm-hmm. to. That's how you're successful: is to make people think that you're talking to them and you're their friend. So I mm-hmm. kind of get it to that degree. What I don't understand is how the visceral reaction to Jennifer herself mm-hmm. going after Jennifer when Jennifer's not the only one.
3: That's it, that's right. I was just going to say that. Yeah,
5: like. Every and it's not just oh a couple of female hosts had this to say Mm -hmm. and others said something different. It's every every female who's ever worked with him going back even before Derringer and even some male colleagues have said nobody has come to his defense. That's right.
3: Yeah, and and you know uh, Maureen Holloway made that point too with what he put Johnny Garbutt through and that's not a woman that's a guy so. He played both sexes. Yeah, and that's... Uh,
0: I mean, Jackie's making a great point. And, 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 I, and I know, yes, some of these people reacting were big Derringer fans. And that's fair. They don't know you and and Terry Hart and other people not, uh, that were around. And, and Jennifer and uh, Colleen, I was going to say, not Terry. I just read one of her comments. But, you know, it really is sort of classic chorus. Or maybe it's just classic radio management that they paid or, him or out management well they paid him out yeah before they came to a conclusion of a, of an investigation i say it on quotation that they were supposedly conducting and your point jackie at the beginning how could you optically uh, before it was done who made that decision
3: well howard that was a big decision for them it gets back to what we were saying as it unfolded it was like wow You know, if we try to get him for cause and he can speak and get a lawyer, we're all going to look bad through this from top to bottom. And they've just snuffed that. It's you. It's covering their own asses. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And they put a price tag on it.
5: And they had an opportunity to say to past employees, but more importantly, to current employees, they had an opportunity to say this is not what this company stands for and we are culpable for our part in it but that's why we are now going to take this opportunity to demonstrate to you that this is not who we are as a company moving forward and they didn't what they instead said to their current employees is yeah yeah no this is business as usual
0: yeah status Mm -hmm. quo um I, I just wrote the number down why, How would you have heard Six to eight million Why Why that number What does that represent And uh, where would your uh, That rumor have gotten started
5: uh, I would certainly never Disclose my sources Okay, But uh, the number um, I think what it's being based on or, or not what it's being based on But I think what makes it believable to me Is my understanding is he was being paid about one point five million a year Jeez. and they would have paid him out for four years left on his contract.
0: Oh, I see okay, well, that makes sense, yeah, do you know how how much trouble I have not literally throwing up in my own mouth every time I think about how much money he was being paid, and again, yeah, of course it's jealousy, but You know, it would take the rest of this show to explain how he got that money and how we were responsible, partly responsible for it. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, and same with Blundell, we were responsible for Blundell and Derringer getting signed to long term contracts. Stafford, too. (laughs) Stafford, too. But that amount of money, the reason it makes me puke for a variety of reasons is because, you know, you know, we were sort of on a similar path before it was. You know, taken away from us. You know, for a variety of reasons. Partly because of some of the people in management that we're talking about now. So yeah, if we have a tinge of bitterness, it's also it's also because one of the guys that was covering up for John kind of helped fuck our careers a little bit, and that's just mm-hmm. true. He did. Oh no, I know. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Look, I, I get it, and you know what I love. So I
0: think guys- Cora should pay us four to seven million. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'll take one. I'll just yeah. We'll just one.
0: throw one to you.
5: Mm-hmm. One million dollars. Uh, look, you know what I love about you guys that you're actually straightforward about that and you admit it, right? It's like, you know, yes, some of it is just it's the injustice of it all, but some of it is like, yeah, I'm a little bitter. It's like who wouldn't be bitter, right? Um, for me, if this happened a few years ago, I'd be really bitter. And there's there is a tinge of it as well because because I don't like seeing bad behavior rewarded. Sure. So. You know, for me, my life, like, I'm not going to go through my life going, I-, I lost out on that money, but it's, I just don't like seeing bad behavior rewarded. And yeah, it's, but, but here's the thing. This is what I told myself last night, and this is what helps make it better for me and and helps push the, the, you know, the puke back down. Okay. Is I tell myself there aren't enough millions in the world that would compensate for me having to go through life being John Derringer.
3: Good point. And, you know, that, uh, legacy is, uh, you know, the whole idea of legacy has changed now because of the internet and Googling and whatever his legacy. You Google John Derringer in the first three pages now. Are all about abuse and being dumped by, you know, abuse, uh, hurts, uh, you know, the, the charity and all the things he did. So, I mean, enjoy that money. But your legacy now is there forever at the top of the list. I mean, although with the money he apparently got, he could, Christ, he could move he could move to Florida or yeah. something, and yeah, happily the, ever after. But you can't. The
5: mirror still follows him. He still has. A look yeah, I was going to say
3: that you can't move
0: somewhere where they won't be able to Google who you really were. Right. Exactly. And, and um, it, is, it, it is interesting, and, I, I, and we're going to be uh, talking to our friend Mark Hebscher here in a second or two. You know Mark, and I love Mark. Uh, Mark's the best. Hebzy on sports, and one of the sports stories, one of the big stories of. Well, it started off as a golf story, but it's going to be one of the biggest stories in sports, which is the creation of this new Live Golf Tour. And I'm getting the point where Mickelson was given, they, the numbers came out this week, Mickelson was given $200 million to go sign with this league. Um, but, but, and he, in the Tiger Woods era, was the second best player on planet Earth for 30 years. But to Fred's point, Going forward, Phil's legacy is going to be only this. Forget the Masters, forget the Open, forget the 44 wins, blah, blah, blah. And it is, and that's $200 million that he better be happy with because he is forever going to be the guy that left the tour and took a bunch of guys with him.
3: No, I know, but even that, that's like money. That's This is abuse. I mean, this is... <coughs> no, I know. Like I'm just talking life. about legacy, though. No, I understand, but... Uh, you, know, you, you, you would find a lot of people that would go Howard I would do that too but you're not going to find too many people that you know with the Derringer no, thing no, I no for sure I, I was just um, speaking of the fact that no, it, that this whatever
0: you've done before this yeah. is right. the first line that people and will remember
3: if I'm John Derringer I have three daughters it just destroys me that those kids going forward will be exposed to that forevermore sad you should have thought of that you know yeah but
5: John never thinks of other people right that's Mm -hmm. that's always been his problem but but that's my point too the mirror will follow him john derringer has to live with john derringer yeah Mm -hmm. he has to wake up every morning knowing that that's who he is
0: you know meanwhile here we are our children and grandchildren their children Mm -hmm. all our legacy you look up a podcast and it's just us talking about farts and stuff (laughs) that's it that's it grandpa hey jackie Mm -hmm. Thank you for doing this for us. We appreciate it. And and thank, you know, you you're just a nice person. And appreciate you. you even though you know, you've gone from working with one monster to another. It's fine, Jackie. You know, <laughs> you and <laughs> you and the
5: When I come back, I am leaving town very quickly. I'm leaving I'm leaving town for a few weeks, but when I come back, I want to come back on the show.
0: Yes, of course. I
5: want to talk about my recent visit to Israel.
0: Okay. Yes, for sure. So um, that's Howard's homeland. That's right. You do. You don't. Well, Moose, Moose Jaw and Israel. I sort of, you know, <laughs> in between both locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie, are, do you have a thing for Jewish men now? Is that what's what's happening?
5: Well, I've always had a thing for Jewish men, Howard, thanks to you. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, but uh, no, I went. It's a it's an, a mission that a, an organization, CJ, does every year. They, they do two missions with parliamentarians and one with parliamentary staff. Um, so it's a nine day trip. Um, where you go all over Israel, uh, it's phenomenal. I can't. Uh, I, yeah, I'd love to come on and tell you all about it because it's. Uh, it was truly an experience of a lifetime.
0: Well, listen, you're always we welcome here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, when I think you're I. I'm pretty sure you're already scheduled, but we'll make sure that we—that's the, the topic that day, unless, of course, your guy Pee Pee, you know, makes love to some more wood or whatever he does on his own.
5: <laughs> no comment.
0: I know, I know. Listen, Jackie Delaney, thank you again for uh, for being such a nice person to us, and uh, again, let's talk about your love for Jewish men another time. <laughs>
5: Hi oh, yeah, guys. All right. Yeah. There's
0: Jackie Delaney. She's looking great. Look at this. This is what she looks like as
3: soon as she rolls out of bed. Are you no, kidding know, me? She looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I was up all night to look like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was just about to say, thanks, darling, because you, as you know, I call everybody darling. Yes, you then. do. But I even I stop at the, sometimes I'm stopping myself going, should I be calling people darling? Yeah. But women in particular
0: It's crazy isn't it? Uh, it is crazy And and you know what just Depending on the circumstances Like oh, I, really? I sometimes will say Sweetie To yeah. Uh, yeah. a woman And I have been told Not to By some other women mm-hmm. And I'm like Well it's just a term of affection And they're like Yeah it doesn't matter uh, Jackie We'll just say You know what Since uh, we've got a bit of a break here Before Hevsey, I would like to say That Jackie was our gig sky guest of the day yeah man you can uh i mean we talked a little bit yesterday about the gig sky travel rewards i wish you would go explore it everyone of course gig sky offers 100 percent data plan you can go anywhere in the world or at least 190 countries worth and be connected download the app android or ios you know all that if you do it right now uh, and enter F, uh, FH, uh, FH, hF 2022 you'll get $5 off your first plan at GIGSky.com. But you really should explore GIGSky.com slash travel rewards. Hotels, rental cars, theme parks, so much right from your GIGSky account. Go check that out as well and stay connected
3: around the planet. GIGSky.com. Chamber plan. Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Chamber Plan is Canada's leading group benefit plan for small business. They one, 200 employees. Go to chamberplan.ca today. Get a free quote. Find out what it's all about. Find out how your small business can be part of this. You know, a whole pile of small businesses get together. They have the profile of a big company and then wow, it's affordable. Yes, it is. Chamberplan.ca. We're talking prescriptions and dental. The two main facets usually with this, but there's travel insurance. There's therapies. They even have an HR department to now, uh, now. Fantastic. It's the Chamberplan. A great thing for small business. Chamberplan.ca.
0: <laughs> to, to be fair, there were a couple of comments there in the uh, Q107 tweet. <laughs> Somebody mentioned that John and uh, Gian Gomeshi should do a podcast
3: together. <laughs>
2: oh, Jesus.
3: Mm. Uh, yeah, it, that is, uh, you, you know, and it all depends how thick your skin is. But, yeah, that legacy thing is something that when I read that uh, yesterday, I've you know, it keeps coming back to mind. How would you like that? That every time your name was Googled, that oh, yeah. came up. What's that worth? You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean.
0: I know you and I know the real story uh, when I was referring to us being a little bit bitter about, mm-hmm. you know, where and, and I, I listen, forget going to the mix. You know, that was a great contract, but it was nothing compared to you know, two things and I just want to be as honest as we can. Freddie and I were on our way to that kind of money. Maybe not well, because again, I, I want to be a dick about it, but If let's just put it this way, if if Blundell and Derringer were making that kind of money, it would be reasonable that so were so was that available to us should we have just kept on the path that we were on. Is that not fair to say? Yes. Okay. As difficult as it is to think about. Yes. But it's fair to say that. That that was we had an opportunity had we not had things gone a different way, we had that opportunity. So of course it's a bit of jealousy, I can only speak for myself, a little bit of bitterness and jealousy when I think about the, especially the one guy that wasn't a big fan of ours, right. even though he came to work at our fucking company mm-hmm. by guys that were big fans of ours, which is why when they found out how he bungled us so badly, they shipped his stupid ass out of there. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, we were kind of responsible for him getting moved away. But uh, it doesn't take away from the fact that when I hear these numbers, I think, man, I could have bought a nice, uh, those that kind of, would have bought a nice, I don't know, something.
3: Um, maybe we'd be driving Teslas now. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's uh, timing, you know, is everything. Isn't it funny? We're clicking along. Me, 24 years there, just clicking along, and then this guy comes in. You can tell he doesn't like us. You know, the irony of that is now is that he helped put together a community station out in the Picton area, and he does mornings. Monday morning, every Monday morning, like he's the morning man every Monday morning. And mm-hmm. the thing is, I listened to it a couple of times. And I thought, that's why he didn't like us. Yeah,
2: that's why because <laughs> right. he's a
3: cornball. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an unfunny cornball.
0: <laughs> that's why he didn't like our show. But, you know, and, and before we introduce Mark in a second, you know, I just want to finish by saying life is all about. And I'm not talking about karma. I'm just talking about coincidence or, Mm -hmm. you know, the old thing about if I had turned left or gone right. You know, of all the people they could have brought in in that position at the time that we were there, Mm -hmm. that could have been aligned with the other guys that hired him, who, as I say, were big fans of ours. We were making that company a lot of money long before John was doing mornings there. We were doing mornings there.
3: And, you know, that whole saying we've said many times over the years, you're only as good as your call letters. You know, Derringer did mornings at the Fan and was relatively unsuccessful. He went to Choman, Montreal, relatively unsuccessful. Then he lands at Q one hundred and seven. Well,
0: <laughs> you know, well, yeah, yeah, And to take nothing away, he was a very well thought of afternoon guy, but mm-hmm. followed Stern. I don't want to get because this mm-hmm. is going to make me angry. I know. I know. I'd rather get I, angry. I, I'd rather get angry about something else. Yeah, I, uh, for. Um, a lot of people he is the uh, the voice of reason when it comes to sports <laughs> are you kidding me this guy's done it all he's done it all Hebsey on sports is live every Friday at nine on Hebsey's YouTube channel and it uh, certainly has a uh, perspective not only on sports but the radio business in general you can't be doing this thing as long as Hebsey and us without having <laughs>
6: without having a lot of axes to grind. There he is. (laughs) Hey, Habzi, what's going on, brother? Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, you know who had the best ratings on the Q107 morning show? Who? Me, Tony Daniels, and Rory O'Shea. We preceded Howard Stern in the spring and summer of 97. So what had happened was you guys were gone. Jake, the morning zoo, was gone. And uh, I guess uh, behind our backs, management was kind of going, uh, you know, we got to find something for mornings. You know, we've tried Jesse and Gene a few times. We've tried the morning zoo a few times. We were humble and friendly. So um, what they did was they said, all right, uh, Tony, you and uh, Hebsey and uh, Rory O'Shea, you do the morning show. Anyway, we did it for about four months and the numbers were really good. And then all the, And then suddenly it was like, oh, by the way, Howard Stern is coming. And then. Of course, you know, that didn't work. And then Derringer came along, yeah. but the, you know, that preceded Derringer because I didn't work with him. He was doing afternoon drive before I got there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I said, he did afternoons there for a long time. Uh, then he went yeah. to the fan.
6: Yeah, the, anyway, we had. Yeah, yeah, anyway. But when I was there, it was in real because I was there for two years. I worked with I mean, worked with like everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I can't believe. And I was six forty and Q one hundred and seven, and there was mm-hmm. just so much going on. Fred, but
0: go ahead and clear this up because we didn't work. Well, at yeah, Q.
6: because yeah. you
3: said uh, we were gone. and we, we were we at never worked at Q. No, no, that's um, right.
6: not a Q. Sorry, we yeah. were offered. A jo-
3: we were offered Q mornings in ninety three and turned it down to stay at CF and Y. Ninety seven, we were still at CF and Y, and then got our balls kicked by Stern for a couple of books, and then got it back. And that's a whole other story. That's right a whole mind. other yeah. story. No, that's, that, that, that's we've told that story hey guys don't that's a worry. long time that's 25 years i ago. know
0: and and, and <laughs> i still remember the. i still remember management saying to us uh, when stern came to town oh don't worry everything will be fine just keep doing what you're doing you
3: know just weather the storm
0: weather the storm, we'll weather the storm. hey yeah. let's talk some sports i don't want to get into the jays right this second but i do want to talk about two things too big a now well let's talk about serena williams first now yeah. uh, we did have some tennis talk we had stacy allister on yesterday morning it was great but yeah. Serena Williams, uh, let's just put it into perspective yeah. her career. And, and the idea is she's going to play one last U.S. Open. Well, she's playing
3: tonight in oh, Toronto. Oh, okay. So she's, oh, she's playing. At the, whatever oh. they call it now, the National Bank. Um, yeah. NBO, yeah. baby. Come on. Get yeah, with it, Fred. She's NBO. K- Howard, not far from where you sit, Serena Williams will be playing tonight. Well that's very, very cool. But Marky,
0: so the, the last the final Grand Slam event in her career will be the it will US, be Open. The US okay. Open. That's right. what I wanted to say.
6: Yeah, it will be. And uh, remember, ever since she had a child, she hasn't she's been to four finals and lost them all, right? Of of uh, of majors. So I mean it would be great to win that elusive twenty fourth to tie Margaret Court's record, blah, blah, blah. And she says that it doesn't really matter. Uh, I think she knows that she's the best. And she is. Yeah. She's the greatest female uh, tennis player of all time. Margaret Court, many of her victories were before the Open era when she just beat a bunch of, uh, you know, local Aborigines to win the Australian Open. Stuff like that.
3: Right. Well, some might argue she's the greatest player of all time. Who? Flat out. Serena. Oh, she is. What did I say? No, woman.
6: Like Oh, I, I apologize. Oh, no, no. Yeah.
3: She's the GOAT when it comes no, to tennis. And, and, and mm-hmm. I was going to
0: say, it's interesting because I was going to use the uh, to sort of draw the analogy with Tiger Woods, who is uh, right now at 82 PGA Tour wins, tied with Sam Snead. But Sam Snead won 20 of those against four guys at a uh, resort in right. Florida they called the
6: two-day blah, blah, blah. Right? Right. Um, it was considered to be a tournament victory. Yeah, very different. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't 72 holes. Stroke right. All, play, all that stuff. But But you know, I would I say that. You know,
0: even though Jack Nicholas has three more majors than Tiger, Tiger yeah. will... Be, there's an argument that he's the best of all time.
6: The beauty of sports, Howard and Fred, as you know, is there is no correct answer. Who's the best? It depends. Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. Well, I mean, come why. on. There just is no... And the other thing is is that, especially with social media, is it's real easy for some hump to go... Okay, uh, to post a picture of a Toronto Maple Leaf logo and go... Mm Who's the greatest of all time? What do you think of when you see? Like it's like, come on, it's like a never-ending argument. You're never going to win the argument. You can put your facts and figures together. I saw him play. I didn't see him play. It was before my time. It was.
3: Come on, like like music and movies, it's subjective. Completely. Last week I met the um, in Cooperstown at the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, and it still blows me away. Am I wrong? Why is Kirk Gibson's? home run in game 1 of that world series such a huge moment in it wasn't his it wasn't his arm that it wasn't his arms that f- that were sore or broken or whatever. He hits wow. that home run, and they they dressed this up like one of the greatest moments. Sp- it was game one of the World Series. Are you saying versus Joe Carter?
6: No, no, but it was the condition that Gibson was in. Oh, Fred, no, no, Fred. It was and the at bat, the whole thing like that. Like he fouled yeah. to them. He could barely walk. He didn't even know. He hobbled out there. You know, it was
3: American like, bullshit. Well, yeah. you know, i
6: was just saying, it was the drama of it. And listen, right. not unlike the drama of. When Bianca Andrescu defeated Serena Williams, I was there. I paid big money. I was there wow. for the final. And like Serena played like three games. Said, okay, that's it. And then Bianca went over and they hugged and whatever kind of thing. And I went, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is yeah,
3: bullshit! But, but I want um, to
6: see Serena Williams play Bianca. And dress, oh, I want to see a match. I I want Serena. No, 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 no. But I just like, want to ask why Fred. Why did she withdraw? Why did she withdraw prior to the match? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then yeah. save us all that. I just want I to ask Fred, get- are
0: you saying that that Kurt Gibson thing shouldn't be as celebrated
3: versus Joe Carter's home run? Not even that, Howard. Just on its own, to me, it's just like it's, over the top. Oh, I see. If that had been like Game seven, yeah, bottom of the ninth or something. It was the first game of the fucking World Series. And yeah, okay, was a lot of people are hurt and have played, had big moments in sports. To me, that one just against the greatest reliever in baseball, Eckersley.
6: No, no, I I, I see it. But the other thing too is Freddie. If I'm not mistaken, there were two famous home run calls on that very home run one was the Vin Scully one and then there was another one that was on network television or whatever that was just as good where it's gone like you know it was like so
3: surprising that this guy right. could
6: hobble out there and, and right. hit it off the But point, you're right,
3: it, it was game one it wasn't the World Series yeah. winner the, the point is again it's all subjective to another person that's a great moment to me it's like oh fuck settle down everybody but anyway that's um, the point yeah. yeah and that's one again I agree with
0: both of you one of the great things about sports whether it's hockey or, or, or golf in my in the case that I it's it's hard sometimes especially in in those sports where eras are difficult to compare i think baseball can make an argument where and and i just thought of this like you can compare eras in baseball a little bit more accurately my guess is because yes the guys are bigger but this the nature of the sport hasn't really changed well, would you agree with of, that
3: the, well, uh, the, speed well of pitches, mean, the
6: speed the speed they George, pitch is, yes yeah Do you know that uh, it's funny, too, because, yeah, baseball, what's happened is, is that since baseball is the gold standard, baseball statistics have been around for, like, well over, like, 150 years. Other sports, like hockey, you can't find a summary from a game in 1952. NHL just. You're right. We got. You got to go back to the newspaper. You got to go through newspaper archives and hope that Mm. they put the summary in the newspaper so that you can. But the NHL and other sports
3: are well behind. Check Trump's toilet. (laughs) So so yeah.
6: But but you know it's impossible to compare eras. It's fun to do. Yes. But every like my grandfather's era. Like my grandfather would go, oh, this guy bonds with this guy all about Babe Ruth did, blah 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 blah, blah, blah. Well, and it, eat twenty it, hot dogs and still at home. I, run. I, I and guess. So, but the myth, the myth of the older days. Yes. The myth of, I read the story of Babe Ruth's game walked out of the hospital and hit four home runs. So a lot of that was, okay, we heard stories from the writers, but the writers were being paid off in those days. They had cigars, they had booze, and the teams treated them well. So the writers wrote favorable stories. Nowadays, you can pick a statistic. The guy's the greatest player of all time, go, oh, yeah, but here, he didn't do so well. Hey, eh? we've got a six-game game where he struck out 27 times. So you can pick and choose your yeah, I, I little statistics.
0: I guess I was talking about like when you watch an, a hockey game you know from the era where i loved hockey the most the late 60s and early 70s and you compare the size of those young men then to the size of hockey players now and the speed and the technology and the skates and like the equipment has changed with golf you know jack nicholas won 18 majors uh i don't think he won a major maybe 86 with a um a metal wood. He was winning. He won them all with clubs made from m- wood. Like it's. That he probably made himself it, on he had a to, he had to whittle himself <laughs> like Jed Clampett. Like right. these kids are p- using technology in in my sport. That is, I'm th- 25 years ago. I won the club championship at a course I played at, and I guarantee you the clubs I'm hitting now, the numbers I'm hitting are further than I was when I was 37. I guarantee sure. it. I hit a six iron much further than I did 25 years ago. So I'm right. just saying, like, that sport in particular, the, 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 it's hard to compare eras now because the equipment's so much better, the ball mm-hmm. is better.
6: Well, also, too, the drugs that players are taking are oh, much, yeah. much better than the, yes. you know, popping, popping a greenie back in the down. I'm kind of tired. Here, pop a couple of greenies and get out there and play. Now, it's unbelievable what players can do with their bodies. Yes. Oh, and there's there's so-and-so's nutritionist. Like, when we start recognizing on TV the nutritionist <laughs> of a player or a team, we got problems.
3: Well, you you mentioned uh, baseball, Howard. It's like uh, bigger, stronger, faster. That's the thing about baseball. Maybe you know the baseball bat hasn't evolved like a golf club, but again, these and the ball is relatively the same. They're throwing the ball, you know, harder but the problem—the the players problem. are faster, the outfielders are more athletic. On there were
6: uh, no relief pitchers coming in in the sixth no inning back in those days, right? So right. now, yeah. what happened was you'd say, "Oh, this pitcher went a complete game." Yeah, but when he's third, fourth time through the order, right? Mm-hmm. Players had an advantage. Well, it didn't matter back in those days. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, wait a second—we're we're only at, we're up four runs, and this guy's coming up in the next inning. Okay, that's it for you. Now you come in and pitch an inning because all you got to do is throw the ball 100 miles an hour for 12 yeah. pitches. And-
0: And don't get me wrong. And then get out. We don't need you anymore. I know the nature of that game has changed, Mm -hmm. but it's... And I said this to Freddie when we were at the baseball game. I said, you know, it's funny. There was a time where if you could throw in the early 90s, you were a phenomenon. And now all of them are throwing mid-90s, minimum if you're a heater, uh, and high 90s for some of those guys. Yeah, I recognize that. Um, Hebsey, we don't have a whole lot more time, but I do want to talk about this. Tell me what you think. There was a couple of big decisions that came down. But first impressions, and then we'll talk a little bit about the details of what happened yesterday on the, the,
6: the ongoing history of the
0: live versus the PGA Tour.
6: <laughs> well, my take's pretty simple on this one. If, I love golf. Love it. If I was doing it for a living and someone said to me, we'll give you all this money to keep doing what you're doing. Well, the format's a bit different or whatever, but we want you to do this. I wouldn't even think twice. Looking after my family, whatever. Why should I have to grind it out for 72 holes every week? Miss my, you know, go through all, why do I have to do that? The anxiety, I can't imagine what the anxiety is like. Howard, you've played in tournaments, amateur tournaments. I can't imagine what the anxiety is like every week when you're doing it for a living. And then someone comes up to you and says, do you want to leave that and just go do this? So I I look at it this way. If I'm in broadcasting and I'm doing this and I'm working hard and someone comes to me and says, well, I'll give you this much money and you don't have to worry about any of that work. Just do your thing. I'd say, let's go.
3: It's it's interesting you say that, because I think this story is a lot bigger within golf than it is outside of golf. The The average sports band doesn't give a shit they're still going to be able to watch them and, oh, they're made that money. Oh, okay. You know you know what I'm saying? They, but also, like, too, the Chick-fil-A golf tournament. I mean, when, oh, there's mm-hmm.
6: a big deal. These people that own Chick-fil-A. <laughs> How many of the women that played in the tournament said, I'm not in, I don't think so because this company's against my principles or my morals. Yeah. But that's the business that we're in. Do we, do you guys question where the money comes from? Wait a second. That particular guy that's paying no. me wasn't, like, the, the guy who owns the Nashville Predators. This guy that owns the Nashville Predators, what's his name? He was the former governor of Tennessee. Bill Haslam. This is the guy that took the bill out um, where they wouldn't fund transgendered people. They wouldn't find I mean, this guy is a racist. This guy is a bigot. This guy is a is, is a sexist. But he's going to own the Nashville Predators. How can the NHL allow this to happen? How can yeah. anything that happens under the wing of like if you're if you play for the Nashville Predators go, I can't play for this guy. Are, are, are players going to really right. do that? Yeah, I cannot, no, wait,
3: it's not going to happen. I, and and Howard, ma- happen. Howard, you made that point um, some time ago. If you went through the PGA, there were a lot of questions can be raised about where money is coming from. Oh, absolutely. With, yeah, it's I, got a little bit of stink there's on it. A lot, and,
0: listen, there's, there's yeah. 20, I, the, the figure is 28 of the sponsors, the biggest sponsors of the uh, PGA Tour, do $40 billion worth of business with the Saudis. I'm mm-hmm. taking the Saudi angle uh, off this uh, conversation. And here's what I would say. Because we were talking about Derringer's legacy. I mentioned Mickelson, and I totally understand agreement with you, uh, Mark. I get why they would go for the money, because, because of the nature of competitive professional golf is so unlike any other sport. Now we all know that these guys only get paid if they play, which is one of the things that attracts the sport, at least to me. Mm -hmm. Having said all that, what happened yesterday is the three of the players that left to go to the live tour had reapplied for a temporary restraining order. And this is where I disagree with what Fred said about um, this only being a golf story, because what's what's happening now in and around this tour and there there's going to be an antitrust lawsuit. The DOJ Mm. is taking this up and there's going to be a big Outside of the golf world sports story this year, I've been saying this all along, that is going to take this out, this antitrust suit that's coming down is is a very interesting um, precedent that will be set for professional sports in general, which is, are you an independent contractor, and if you play in our organization, are we allowed to then... To direct where you're allowed to play That's kind of the nub of it all
6: It's a monopoly, it's the same as baseball Baseball was exempt from the Sherman Antitrust, which is basically You have a monopoly, you determine The only you're the only professional Sports uh, baseball organization you're, That's it, there's nowhere else to go You know, So you've got to abide by our Rules, which included the reserve clause Which is slavery, so you, There is a history here, but to take a Sporting event to say the PGA Tour is acting the way major league baseball was in other words if you leave our little league our little club here okay you're banned mm-hmm. and we're going to make sure that everybody around, that you'll have no job at all well in this case the live tour is providing these jobs this isn't like the federal mm-hmm. league of baseball in 1915 that said come on we'll pay you 800 a game instead of those yeah, this, bums. Is,
3: this is an option <laughs> yeah.
6: this is a huge and the saudis have more money than
3: yeah. whatever
6: so f- it's not like in three years the money's going to dry up and i don't know yeah. what to do if someone said to you right now here's 30 million take it or leave it yeah. or go grind it out for 72 holes. and if you miss the cut three weeks in a row your wife's gonna divorce you uh, Your I know, kids I know, you know, I know, you're gonna I know. have to grind it out on the whatever tour
3: but, 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 yeah it, I mean the thing is I, I with money in sports the way it is now if it gets to what you you're saying Howard about you know litigation and everything I don't know if sports fans have the appetite for that so it'll be interesting to see how that's followed. When I'm saying that, I'm on a sports trip with four, you know, three other guys this week. And we haven't talked about that once. We talked about going golfing and liking golf. and But the actual idea, the, the live versus the PGA, it's yeah. just not how you talk about how the Jays are doing. The Leafs have <laughs> fucked it up. Can't wait for the NFL. Because it's money. and So much have, money. It's millions. Yeah. People no and lost and their no appetite use. for money. And by they the just, way, I, I don't think it's yeah. ever going to, no, you know, yeah, the average yeah. sports
0: fan may not... Okay, but we're not the average sports fans. No, no. Right. I'm just saying that, you know, this started off as a little story a few months ago. Yes. It was on... It's, it, here's what I say, at least, to answer your question, Fred. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not talking about it on your sports trip, but there, it, was, it was a story on CNN last night. It was all over the news. No. This, this, the story itself is going to bleed outside of golf.
3: Oh, I understand that, but yeah. let me be clear, too. It's not really a sports story now. It's a money... Exactly. It's finance. an antitrust. It's an organization... And, and, and I trust, just, with the way money is in sports and everything, I'm just, where is the appetite going to be there for people to even give a shit? But we'll see. That's all.
6: Yeah, you know, it's funny you mention that, Fred, because, uh, you know, golfing, yeah, we're, it's not something we're talking about because it's like... Is is Mickelson going to get forty million or or two hundred million? Like you know, it's sort of it's a, wow, the rich get it's the rich get rich. Yeah, yeah but I think like this nobody is... nobody is worried about. I'm not worried. No, I about know a guy but, but... who doesn't make it in the top one twenty five. I'm not going to make the FedEx this week. Oh yeah. my god, what am I going to do? Really, that doesn't concern me because it's it's another four hundred thousand or two million for you. You're already making pretty good money. You're a professional golfer. You're on the PGA tour. Mm-hmm. You want to make more. You're worried about it. You're worried about your status. You're worried about your family. If someone if Cam Smith gets offered the money and he goes, man, wait till the end of the season and then I'm going over to the lifter. Now you got yourself an even bigger story.
0: Well, inside the case. Okay, so we're going to let you go here in a second. But inside the actual. So outside, forget that conversation inside the world of golf. Like I was uh, hanging out, making myself dinner last night and it was hours of coverage on Golf Channel just of it like is. and lo- it was like watching fucking OJ trial like it was <laughs> it was crazy and so I admit that yeah obviously it's a bigger story within my sport I just think there's going to be some interesting implications outside um, of course Marky absolutely we got we got to let you go uh, sure. I know um, I will say this and I'm not a huge Blue Jay fan but I did enjoy just to close this off when to say that he and I Freddie and I went to a game like three weeks ago and I'm and I'm arranging to go to another one because I had such a great experience I really it's been a long time since I've been in that building and I don't know I can't tell you if the team's any good or not maybe you could comment on it but I really saw it was a great game I just found the experience more entertaining than I remember
6: well that's good Howard I'm glad, I've, you know. I'm sure the Blue, I'm sure the Blue Jays are happy that you're you're know, sort of on board. You don't know how they're doing, is that what you well, said? Well, I'm this. I don't follow the
0: team. Why are you smiling, Freddie? I just enjoy the experience.
3: No, because I, I I'm glad you enjoyed the the experience. I am too. Yeah, I yeah. am, too. No, really, and we did. Mark, I'm just outside of Baltimore. I'm going to Camden Yard tonight. Um, oh to man. See the, I envy you. I envy you. Yeah, and. Um, the only thing about this Blue Jay team, and I, it's been painfully obvious over the past week or so, they they don't have the pitching to contend. It's very simple. It's
6: That's too bad, right? especially on a night where Manoa's pitching. So, you know, I'm concerned here about the team, but even if they do make the playoffs, even if they do grab a wild card spot, I just, I don't think they've got the horses. <laughs> and these team. deals that they made after the, like, mm-hmm. where was the big, like, where mm-hmm. except for Merrifield, I guess, where where are all these pitchers that they were supposed mm-hmm. to get? Jackie Bradley Jr. is not a pitcher, I don't think.
0: So mm-hmm. you don't think this team, So well, this team Make a a wild card spot or not? Are there? Yeah, they they will. yeah, Yeah, they
6: will. But they need to host that. They need to be the number one wild card team because it's a best of three, best two out of three for the wild card series. Not a one gamer, and all the games are at home. So if you have that home field advantage, like the Jays should, the games will all be in Toronto. Fantastic. If you don't have that one, they're going to be playing on the road. And
3: Mark, do you know this? I know all three games are in the one city, but the second game, does the visiting team? Get the bat second, no, you know, no, oh, okay, no, no, no. The home team is the home team. All right. Wow, All
0: right. uh, Mark Hebshire, what a wonderful uh, lively discussion as always. Hebzy on sports. It's nine. I get the notification, and so should you. Subscribe to Mark. Uh, get him on Twitter. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel. It really is the one stop shop for sports each and every week. And I, I, really, I know I always say this, and I would, I. Uh, is there any way we can just golf together? Because whenever you want, buddy. I, I know. But you play. A, you got your I'll, girl, I'll tell you, you got what, your girlfriend
6: you now. You only play yeah. with her. No, no, I'll tell you what. If you want, I'm playing Royal Ottawa. I'm playing. I got invited to play Royal Ottawa. Come up, okay? There's only two. I think there's a couple left in the foursome. Come on up there. Um, the week of the uh, CP Women's Open, which is being played at Ottawa Hunts. I'm
0: playing on the Monday Excuse World me, Ottawa. come on, what? Gotta
6: be careful when you say Ottawa, Ottawa Hunt and
0: Country Club. Yeah. Wait a second, the, a are, the, the, the ladies are going to the hunt. Excuse me. All of a sudden, it's a fucking champ. Hey, uh, listen, man, uh, I don't know about that, but send me a note because in September, I'd like you and me and the the Fred man to go out and play. Okay.
6: You got it, man. I would love to. I yeah, would love it'll
0: it. be fun. Take care, Mark Hebshire. You're a good. You're a good soul. Okay. Appreciate Stay you. safe, Hebzi on sports. Bow, bow, bow,
2: bow.
0: You know they always talk about you know if you gave a you know current PGA Tour player the same clubs that Jack Nicholas used in the 70s and 80s, you know how, how would they do? Well they'd, you know they still be a, they'd still be great. but uh, I wonder with how fast guys can throw a baseball now. You know, you take some of the, the greats of the... Even this even the era, you know, in the 70s and 80s into the 90s where they weren't seeing a guy throwing 100-mile-an-hour fastballs.
3: <laughs> no, they weren't. No, they weren't. I know. All, you know, and sometimes you think, well, this worked to the detriment of the sport where is it going to get to the point where there, these balls are going to be unhittable? <laughs> then what happens? Well, well... We shall see.
0: Interesting you bring that up because there's been talk for years now about changing and unifying the golf ball for professionals, not for the rest of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a name for it, but I really don't want to throw it out there. It's called bifurcation. Bifurcation. Anyway, whatever it is, it just means like one ball for the professionals and another one for amateurs. Because one of the issues in the game is that the golf courses they're playing on
3: They hit it so far. The courses are becoming obsolete. Yeah, you can't make the courses bigger. Yeah, like you want to make the ball. The ball. They want to bring bring it back, not
0: travel as far. Because Mm -hmm. again, it's one of the few sports where the ball isn't uniform. There's there's standards it has to adhere to, but it it it's it's just so universally longer than the balls of yesteryear. That's why you can't compare, you know, the statistics. Like the guy that was the leading in, in John Daly's era. Most people have heard of him in 1992 or three. He was the longest driver on the PGA tour. He was the first professional golfer to average 300 yards off the tee in 2022. If you're not averaging 300 yards off the tee, you can't play that tour. Well, there you go. Eh? You're considered sort crazy. of medium length. If you hit it 300, you're you're not short, but you're close
3: to short. You're sort of medium. And that's what's turned golfers into such great athletes. You have to be to compete. Right? I mean, that goes without saying, but it's, it's just true. It um, is true. How far did Craig Stadler hit it?
0: You want a number? I could give you one. Mm-hmm. Like, not, 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 I'll tell you what, not as far as he, I hit he, it. He looked like the guy next door, yeah. right? Craig Stadler mm-hmm. in, his, in his prime probably hit it what I hit a golf ball now, you on 260s, 260, mm-hmm. 265, 270. Right. Which just
3: doesn't cut it nowadays, right? Oh, my God.
0: If if your average drive on the PGA Tour in 2022 was 270, you wouldn't last a day.
3: Um, One thing you said I just want to – would be very interesting because you've talked about taking part in golf tournaments where you just use three clubs or four clubs. And Mm -hmm. I always found that fascinating and fun. Wouldn't it be interesting to take the best golfers and, you know, they all have to use equipment from the 50s or 60s? It would be a fun thing to watch, wouldn't it? I I, I would – you know, here's another thing.
0: And we're going to get to Tim Nibble, who's also a golfer. You know, I saw this recently, and I think it would make a great, I don't know, a great television event. Because it's the only sport where you could do this. Where, and maybe not a major, but at a golf tournament, you'd have the regular coverage of the guys playing the tournament. And then you'd have secondary coverage, where it wouldn't get in the way of the guys playing, where just average players played that course. And we would then get to be able to cut back from the professionals, how they played it, to the average guy or gal playing. And I think that would be highly entertaining, but it would also give some perspective. You know, you've got your club champion from your course, and he's there with a bunch of other, you know, three or four other good players. And just to watch them go around the golf course, I think that would be great,
3: at least for me. No, no. Yeah, you're right. That sport lends itself to that type of experiments, and uh, it would be entertaining. Absolutely. Speaking of entertainment. No, nobody wants, wants to watch a bunch of beer league guys play hockey. <laughs> no, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, you couldn't. Like, you couldn't have those guys playing the game concurrent with the actual no. game. No, no, you're right. But the, the leaders could be on the back nine, and the fucking guys, your foursome could be starting off, and we get to see how they played the holes. Right. Uh, you know, speaking of a guy who is doing everything he can to add length <laughs> to his average drive, and... Uh, You know, doing the best he can each and every day. He's the retirement Sherpa. Tim.Niblet or RaymondJames.ca. Hey, Sherpy Derpy. Good morning there, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good. We're fine. Better. How are you doing, Tim?
2: Uh, Doing better, thankfully. Still got the AFib. Still got the elevated heart rate. Uh, Back on my Noom full uh, speed, which is helping a lot. So the... The weight's getting better and the body's feeling better and all that good stuff. So good for you. So we're making progress. Um, are you able
0: to sleep a little bit? You're getting that back in order? Or?
2: Yeah, I think I'm back uh, off a of jet lag. Uh, last night I had a not uncommon, you know, wake up to go to the bathroom and not turn the brain off thing, but we all have that sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, yeah. we do. Yeah, so I'm going to go crazy and try to go for a mile, mile and a half walk uh, after this and see how I do.
3: I know I got up for a pee last night and I couldn't get Derringer's bioid off my mind.
2: <laughs> no kidding.
3: It gave me a fucking
0: leg cramp. I did. I, I woke up about one thirty. I don't know you guys ever get these where your your leg starts to cramp up. And oh, you think yeah. and Jesus. you think I started when it first happened I thought, oh well that's just a, a little because I maybe I mm-hmm. I don't know, moved over and tensed them. And then it went from a little mild cramp to like cut to I'm walking back and forth in the bedroom trying to walk it off. And, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't know how painful it was, but it was really painful. And then you're, you're wondering is this it for me? Am I the guy now that has a leg cramp for life?
3: Oh, no, that's what I think, too. Will this ever go away? Yeah. The way it feels right now, how can this go away? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going have I, this forever.
0: <laughs> at one point, I was thinking, if I call 911, what do I tell them? My leg's cramped up.
3: <laughs>
2: I can't
0: get back to sleep. Um, let's talk uh, money. And uh, this is a great question. How does your mortgage fit into your financial plan? That is a really interesting thing. I don't know if we've mm-hmm. talked about this, Tim, but give us uh, fill in some of the blanks for us.
2: Yeah, I don't know that we have either. Uh, we do, of course, with clients, but I was talking with our buddy Mike Kazarian, a fine mortgage broker, uh, yesterday and thought this would be a good topic, right? I mean, when you think about it, our mortgage for most people is probably the biggest payment they make on a regular basis every week, month, however, they're, they're paying it off and this year especially, there's been so many changes in the dynamics of things with the interest rates, of course, and most people probably haven't really paid attention to whether they should do anything differently than what they are. Mm. And, and there's a there's sort of a
3: tipping point, too, um, whereby it makes sense not to pay down your mortgage because money could be realized better outside of that. Explain that.
2: Yeah, I definitely suggest uh, we've been there for at least a decade probably longer but Mm -hmm. a a long time right with how low fred the interest rates have been of course i still think we're there um uh, you know sensible investments are going to return uh a few percentage more for sure than what the interest rates are so if you think of how companies get created the The Amazons, the Apples, whatever, uh, ones that don't start with A, of the world, I mean, they've used other people's money to create these incredible businesses. We can do that individually by using other people's money to invest in incredible businesses. Um, And I guess that sort of leads into the idea of people, are they taking
0: advantage of the equity in your home? I mean, I think... I, I mean, my question, again, it's not part of it, but I wonder, is there a nervousness around doing that, Tim? You know, using the equity for investment because people think, oh, if I do that, you know, I'm going to be clawing back and then have to pay it back when I sell the house.
2: Yeah, it's... um how's that go? First, it's uh, ridiculed, then it's understood, then it's thought of as common or, you know, something to that effect, right? I think that was page 283 of some Tony Robbins book I read, but, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's not something most people do, but if you, if you follow wealth, like success leaves clues, uh, again, lots of wealth is created using other people's money, right? So in the GTA, it's not uncommon to have hundreds of thousands, if not more of equity in your home. So if you had half a million dollars sitting in a suitcase, would you just leave it there? Doing nothing, right? Mm-hmm. You'd probably consider uh, making it work for you, utilizing it for you. So, uh, you know, you don't have to go whole hog or anything. But yeah, think of it. If you, you know, we've talked about the power of compounding many a time over the years. If you can make 2% extra on 100 grand for 10 years, that's a lot of money that that adds mm-hmm. up to. That can uh, pay the mortgage down. If, if that's truly your goal, uh, that can take the family on a great trip. That can, you know, put an extension on the home. All kinds of things. So we've got this energy in our home, in our equity. It's uh, good to look to use it. Okay. Um, Even the aspect of internal investment,
3: what I'm talking about is um, home renovations, taking equity and making your home better for resale, and you you being able to enjoy it more while you're there, um, but at the same time, it's worth more money. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think a lot of people are even afraid to do that when... That works on many levels as well.
2: We're in the midst, of doing that right now. We're yeah. we're blessed with a beautiful backyard, nice, mm-hmm. uh, a big, got a ravine, nice suburbia lot, and all. And we're just getting some landscaping done and everything. We're just going to add it onto the mortgage. The money's super cheap. Uh, mm-hmm. So why why sit on all this equity in a home? We're hoping us? you know, live in for another 20 years or whatever. Well, uh, yeah. now. I was just kidding. And, and you
0: get the, in, so you use the money that's in there to enjoy yeah. your property. Now that ultimately yeah. might lead, not necessarily, but right. lead to better outcomes at the end. But in the, yes. in the now times you get to enjoy it. Rates are changing rapidly. Mm-hmm. You recommend that people review that uh, option with their broker and uh, make sure your, your mortgage is insured. Those are a couple things on your checklist.
2: Right, so uh, most people have their mortgage insured. Uh, if it's in conjunction with your lender, you're probably better off having it separately for a, a number of reasons. Uh, I know we're maybe tight to go deep on everything, but you know fixed versus variable is a big thing right now too, right? When things were lower, I'd say they're still low. Uh, lots of people had variable rates and have been tempted to lock into the fixed. One trick I've always used is I look at what the banks are charging for the one, three, five, because they got billions at stake. And that really tells you where they think things are going to to go. So probably still better to stick with variable for people and pay the rate it would be as though it was a fix. Then you got the best of both worlds. Fantastic. Um,
0: And uh, when you said uh, you were going to go for a walk today, when will you be making your
2: triumphant return to uh, the golf course? yeah i don't know man i got a memorial next week for a bud we've got interclub coming up uh i was invited to a member guest of dundas valley beautiful golf course yeah great golf course uh yeah fantastic one i I don't know i I mean that's just not the priority right now unfortunately right just uh getting healthier i I mean i feel great sitting here Mm -hmm. but if i went to sprint for 20 yards maybe that was a way before too (laughs) yeah i'd be woefully winded no sprinting uh, please can, yeah, can so ca- just uh, just health first. Keep uh, keep doing the healthy thing, and um, when I get to you know, I'm fortunate I get to golf all year round uh, in in normal circumstances. So I'll get now. Tragically, what this has probably affected is me going down to watch the Gators play football mm. in september mm. so that that is a tragedy a sacrifice. Ooh, that yeah. hurts
3: that cuts deep um Ooh. can howard use your parking spot you still have a good one there yeah, he's right. got Absolutely. a great one he knows the, he knows the place yeah. there that's so right
0: he, that's for sure I, I, you know I, I don't even go near that side of the parking lot anymore because of my shame uh the retirement <laughs> sherpa what a guy tim.niblett or raymondjames.ca i uh, i haven't checked in with you in a week or so i'm glad you're well and uh all the best, and we'll talk soon, my friend, okay?
2: Yeah, thanks. I'm having lunch there today, so hopefully I'll run into you. And uh, Fred, enjoy your continued travels there. That's awesome. Uh, coming home tomorrow, Timmy.
3: I'm ready to come home, but it's uh, been a lot of fun. Beautiful area down here. All right.
0: Uh, Tim.niblett or RaymondJames.ca. There's the man to see. Get him on your side, because he's a good fellow. Thanks, friend.
3: Hey, Bye, Plutcher. Love Love you.
0: Are you not going to give us your? Oh, he's gone. Because he usually says, like, enjoy and prosper or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you all done? Do you have anything left?
3: No, that's it. Done. it. All right.
0: Uh, I guess we're waiting for Dan Duran. Uh, then after that, uh, Mike uh, Boone might check in. So, uh... You're right. The uh, live golf tour thing. I don't think we made it clear enough yesterday. So three guys had left. Here's yes. what, here, here the three guys that left to go play the live tour. And they're not there's no one you'd know. But they're pretty, you know, they're obviously good players. They made a there's a, an 11 player lawsuit basically suing. It's an antitrust suit suing the PGA Tour for the privileges to get their privileges to play the PGA tour back. But these three guys asked for a TRO, which is a temporary restraining order. And what they wanted to was to tee it up in this week's playoffs. There's three weeks Mm of the FedEx cup playoffs, a chance to make extra money, blah, blah, blah. And, um, the judge denied the, um, request, but it is just the beginning of a, of a suit that's going to go on for some time. And the, a few things came out yesterday because a lot of these guys, so Mickelson, the numbers came out. Mickelson was 200. Uh, Brooks Kepka, I'm sorry, Dustin Johnson, 150 million. Kepka 100 million. DeChambeau, 125. For five players, the Saudis spent $650 million. Phil Mickelson has played in three events. He hasn't broken par in one of them. And they just announced that Cam Smith, who won the open championship is going to play in the playoffs. And he has an opportunity to make an extra 20 million in the next three weeks. And then he's going to go to this new tour. All of this to say that this tour and the PGA tour and the sport of golf is going to look a lot different in the next couple of years. The PGA tour also signed a $7 billion. I think that's the number uh, new television rights deal worldwide so their um, ability to up the prize money for their players that stay is going to make them competitive. Strangely enough, with the prize money being offered to these guys on the live tour.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, like I said, it's going to be disruptive to the sport, and it's going to look different in the years to come.
3: Yeah, is there like a merger down the line?
0: <laughs> well, I think there's. Or, some, or is I think the there's going to be. Gonna-
3: change their methods and pay up front or whatever?
0: What I think, well, to answer both of those questions, I think something's going to happen down the line that will affect, that they basically will have to come into a a compromise or an agreement. And um, I think the PGA Tour is going to have to look at a model where they sign their biggest marquee players to a separate contract Mm -hmm. that, uh, that asks them, basically, if we pay you this money, will you please stay... You know, as I said to you a few months ago, imagine, you know, if your star players didn't want to come to Toronto or to go to, they mean, they didn't like going to Dallas and just chose not to play that week. Well, that's what the PGA Tour has to put up with all the time because their members are only required to to play, I think, a minimum of 15 tournaments. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's not going away anytime soon.
3: Well, it uh, you know it uh, it'll be something to follow. A lot
0: of dough. Well, we could get listen. I I know it's a lot. People don't care about golf, but I do. Um, how about this? How about the idea that you have uh, painful nighttime leg cramps, and so do I.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, there's a, a product, and uh, I can't remember I can't remember who. Um, Promotes this. He used to be a game show host, I think. But he he promotes this thing on satellite radio where you take these tablets when you get painful nighttime cramps. Oh right. <laughs> so last night during my <laughs> cramp episode, I'm like, I should Google that guy because I'm now having painful cramps.
1: So sh- aren't you supposed to eat more bananas or something when you get a cramp like that, or
0: is that just a? I, I don't know, man. I've been eating a lot of bananas this summer.
1: Some potassium thing or something, I just always remember that when you get crabs, you're supposed to eat bananas. Have you considered a uh, what they call as
0: a support hose? <laughs> uh, you what know I what? I, I hadn't, but I will now. That's what I need.
3: I got to phone my cousin See if anybody support support hose, His hose are still Any of those around
0: mm. You said something When we were talking about it A minute ago Like when you get When I got this pain last night And it just gets worse and worse And you're thinking This may never go away I was trying to do stretching I had my leg up I was Then I ended up Just walking back and forth It's
3: 1: 1.30 yeah. in the morning you know it's wild too when it's coming on you're just praying oh don't be really bad okay can this just be one that hurts a bit and then goes away and then it comes and comes and it just gets stronger and stronger and ah uh.
1: Yeah. Maybe you need a new device now. I know you have the mas- massage chair, but isn't there uh, some anti-gravity chair where you put your you know feet in moon boots and then turn upside down? Isn't that something that, that helps with this kind of thing? Or is uh, that I only don't a know. back thing? I, well, I you don't should look
0: know. into it. Although there's a zero gravity component to the massage chair. You hang upside down, almost. Well, you know, you're basically hanging feet up, head down. But you know, this—I think—I don't know what causes leg cramps. I drink a lot of water, I eat bananas, I walk a lot, but I definitely sort of seem to be prone to them lately. Where um, you know, I can just feel it, as Fred described, like I can feel it coming on, and you think, okay, maybe this won't be a bad one. Then ten minutes later, you know, I'm in the bathroom with my leg up on the sink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, at one point I tried to take a pee <laughs> It was too painful to stand in one spot, Dan Yeah Wait a minute, you are trying to take a pee with your leg up on the sink? No, I had one when my leg was cramping Not during the sink oh, episode Oh, you thought that would help your cramp? A pee? I don't know I tried, no, Well, what? I needed to pee my leg was cramping Well,
1: there's, oh, so you had multiple things going you
0: on You had a lot of, a lot of it, stuff yeah, going yeah. on
1: Right well, On top of your
0: normal painfulness Freddie, what are, you, uh, what are you doing? Are you, uh, you out of this conversation? You have...
3: Uh, no, no, I'm just listening. I really didn't... I'm just listening to it. That's all.
0: All right. Here's a story. I mean,
3: uh, you and I touched on it and, uh, you know, the phenomenon, and uh, I don't have any more to add. Uh,
0: BC Lottery is uh, looking for somebody that has a $15 million lottery ticket that is going to expire on Saturday. Here's my question to you, to you two chaps. If you found a lottery ticket on Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what would that How, be like? That would be uh, uh, like, uh, I wouldn't like, like you're like uh, yeah. yeah. I I I would rather go ahead, Fred.
3: No, I mean that that whole thing is crazy too. Because when I buy lottery tickets, I check them, but I don't throw them away, just in case I made a mistake. You know, unless you take them over to the the store. And sometimes I have lottery tickets that I don't know if I've checked them or not. Anyway, um, so I can see how that happens to people sometimes. Yeah, they just lay around and then yeah. I never buy
1: lottery tickets. I don't even remember the last time I bought a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you buy well, them out? I don't. I don't buy them at all. Yeah. It's, I, uh, I don't know why. Years ago, I, I saw the ads that said you can't win if you don't buy a ticket. And I thought yeah. that was ridiculous. So I just stopped buying. I thought, well, fuck <laughs> it. You got to be in it to win it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just think about the person. It's Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. That is going to, you know, rummaging around in a drawer somewhere on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. In BC and finds a lottery ticket, goes and checks it, sees that it's a winner, but it's expired. Like, how? Did, what, can you not go to the lottery corporation and say, "Hey, dudes, I got, I got the thing now"? I don't think so.
1: Well, it's, it's a lot of what, what money. The cut- There's rules. There's rules.
3: What would the cutoff be? Yeah. So yeah, it's this day. It's that day. It's not like okay. It's only one day, so we'll honor the ticket. <laughs> well, so, I, I, is there not a, um, wait, oh, is there not like a any recourse? Like, come on, guys. Well, what I don't understand is why they even have those restrictions at all. Right. Is it, why? Like, why after a year is it no good? Like, I don't understand that. You know, it's that? like that whole gift card controversy. Remember, if you didn't use it, you'd lose it. And yeah. the government stepped in and said, no, nah, no, nah, you can't do that. Well, why are lottery tickets different?
1: No, I don't know, man. Well, it's probably it's on the books, so it's it's an accounting thing. So it's a liability. If you've got all these winners uh, accumulating that are not claiming, then you still have to uh, honor it. And then the accounting will have to. Well, we've got ten million dollars. We you know we want to mm-hmm. you know deploy, but we can't because we have to you know keep this
0: huge thing on the go yep. for for liability. So you know. one, back. I'll, so I'll ask once again. It's Sunday. <laughs> You found the lottery ticket. You've accepted the fact that it no longer is worth $15 million. You were literally minutes away. You could have found it at 11.58 Saturday night. My question then, what's that Sunday like?
1: <laughs> Not good. <laughs> That's when you need to call a chamber plan and
0: uh, get some uh, help.
1: Counseling.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Counseling. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what I would do that day. That day would be a, that would be a difficult one.
3: <laughs> I'd say. I try not to think about it. In fact, if you look at a ticket near and, and it's over a year old, and you're not sure whether you've checked it or not, just rip it up. Save yourself the. Save yourself the pain.
0: Well, I know. Listen, I don't know what kind of strength you need. I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I don't have the kind of strength to withstand a day late lottery ticket worth fifteen million. Forget fifteen million. Hundred and fifty thousand. Fifteen thousand. I don't know.
3: Fifteen hundred. Yeah, I maybe mean, I kill you. I'd be able to suck it up for fifteen hundred. Yeah. Well I read a story two days ago. Revenue Canada has like one point five billion dollars of unclaimed tax returns. Like what what's with those people? They say, you know, people have moved, their addresses changed, or for whatever reasons, are they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, $1.5 billion of money <laughs> that's owed to Canadians for overpayment or whatever, and it just sits there. Yeah, and I and mean, for- <laughs> some levels, that's even worse, because it's just there for the taking. It's yours, and you, d- and you don't take advantage.
0: Yeah, Dan's probably thinking, hey, can I borrow some of that? Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now yeah. here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a
4: guy With a hell of big wham With a quintessential anchor man. his voice is voice nice and is low, and low. <gasps> Dan Duran, the yeah. man, comes As for credentials, he
6: has none Can't tell a headline from his bum But his voice is nice and low Dan Duran, the man's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang, So he don't care And his voice is nice and low My
1: voice is nice and, low.
0: and now live from Lakeside, a beautiful vista in the background, and don't be intimidated, Toronto Mike, our producer and podcaster extraordinaire, is going to sit in. I mean, I, I, normally he comes in after the news, but he's a, a bit early. Is that going to be okay? Are you going to be, hey, this is my time? He's listening to a different Hello, program. Mike. No, I was talking to Dan. Dan, are you That's okay for with Mike? Oh, not for me. oh, oh yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm
1: sorry. sorry. I thought you were talking to Mike. Yeah. No, I'm fine with I mean.
0: uh, all kinds of people chiming in and giving me their opinions. And by the way, we should, before you go on the news, did you ever explain, Fred, the, the guy in the background of your, you explained it to me, but I don't think you said it on the air. And I want to okay. do this before
3: See, I forget. Yeah. There's two guys. John Ellison. He's from Buffalo. And the Buffalo Baseball Stadium, I think they used it for a baseball movie. It may have been The Natural or something. And rather than bring in extras in the thousands, they created these cutouts and put them in the stands throughout the stadium. So in long shots, it would look like the stadium was full. And he got one of the uh, he got one of them, which is actually two people. And it's really quite um, that's cool, huh? Yeah. It was the natural, and I love that movie too. That's cool.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, one of my favorite baseball movies. Period. Love it. So,
3: these two gentlemen behind me were in the natural.
0: Amazing, and and yeah. and strangely enough, the gentleman uh, in the the panel there probably did the newscaster role. <laughs> Good ladies and gentlemen, and all the ships at sea, I'm Dan Duran with old-timey news voice. Uh, let's get right. Speaking the news now, here's Dan Duran from the 1940s. Pelicans don't
1: party. Police in Indiana have arrested a man they say was caught drunkenly running around the campground with a pelican. Hmm. The Madison County Sheriff's Department received a report that three inebriated men had caught a pelican and were carrying it around the campground. So the responding officers came by and said, hey, listen, guys, you know, calm down. Migratory Bird Treaty Act can't play with a the pelican. then they, uh, they got all upset. They started flipping off officers. And then the pelican guy got uh, arrested for grabbing one of the officer's vests. Now, you can't do that. I guess you can get off with a warning for carrying around a pelican. But don't uh, don't bug the officer beyond that. Okay,
0: just give me some context. Where was this again? This was in Idaho, okay. Madison County. Madison County, Idaho. And uh, I don't know anything else about the story, except I know one thing. None of those men were black. <laughs> How do I know that? Because you described somebody grabbing an officer's vest and wasn't shot. And not shot, yes. Yeah. You're probably oh, oh, right about that. And the other thing is, it was in Idaho. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. And who parties I, I, with who parties with pelicans anyway? Yeah.
3: I mean, well, I didn't know there was pelicans in Idaho. Well, and I know you they, turned into a nature program. Know. Yeah. Aren't they know. like a warm weather bird? Fucking no. Pelicans anyway.
0: Who knows where pelicans go? Uh, Dan Duran does. Uh, Dan Duran, will you uh, help uh, finish off this uh, very long humble and Fred work week of two days? Right. And uh, with. Do you have another story, perhaps?
1: I do. Well, we're looking at the uh, virus watch from our uh, Dandoran News virus watch department. Mm-hmm. Hot on the heels of monkeypox, there's a new virus, the shrew virus. No. Uh, it's a new virus associated with uh, it's It's uh, it's alien humans in China calling, ca- causing human illness. It's a zootronic, uh, zoonotic, I can't ever say this word, zoonotic, zoonotic virus. It's basically a virus that transfers from animals to humans. And this one is not actually called the shrew virus. It's called Lengya. Uh The shrew became the lead suspect after test results from a bunch of wild animals suggested that the mole-like animal could be uh, a natural reservoir for langya. And uh, though no one has died, 26 patients have developed symptoms, including fever, fatigue, a cough, a decrease in white blood cells, a low platelet count, liver failure. No one's died yet. However, I guess the good news is human-to-human transmission of the virus has not been reported. It may be sporadic. Uh, no vaccine is the bad news and a previous strain of this virus uh carried with a f- uh, carried with it a fatality rate at around 40 to 75%. So mm. yeah, you don't want to get there. Early days, early days of yeah. the shrew
0: virus, yeah. yeah. And they just keep on coming. Yes. Speaking be. of viruses, how are you feeling up there in uh, Baltimore, what? okay? Uh, are you are you? Yeah, are you sure? Why? Why? I don't know. Because I just see you staring off. Maybe you're thinking you don't feel well. No,
3: I'm not staring off. I was just sent a couple of things at the last minute, and I just wanted to make sure it was something. Um, you know, I did. We didn't necessarily have to present on the show. That's all. Oh, I
0: see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because you never know. You could. You know, you're around. And to to bring. Uh, oh. You know, we spoke about this yesterday because uh, one of your teammates there is. Uh, been struck down.
3: Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm completely prepared uh, for the, the that eventuality if I test positive, the uh, yeah, I test positive and you deal with it. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, are you guys finding that the, or what do you think of this about virus fatigue? Like just how many how much more virus talk can we do before mm-hmm. we really don't care about what the next big virus is? Is, is, I think
3: think we're quickly approaching that. As I said down here, and then Howard made the point that even at home, it's to the point now it's like, okay, I got it. Next, (laughs) you know. I was in, well, I think we we passed
0: virus or COVID fatigue as a year old, but new virus, like, well, here's how you know there's a fatigue, uh, sort of an overall fatigue, is if that monkeypox story broke. Imagine without COVID, all we'd be talking about is monkeypox. But I will say um, that monkeypox is bubbling under in different communities, and uh, there's there's some worry around it. I think that's the one that Mike, don't you think that's the one we're going to be talking about?
4: Yeah, and I think what we're not talking about is that that one seems to be airborne because people are like, oh, you have to be really physical with somebody who has it. Like mm-hmm. You basically have to be like having sex with somebody. Some intimacy, yes. Right, but if it's airborne, that's that's the game changer, right? And apparently it's airborne. Well, that's really- the thing. The thing is, do you die from the
0: monkeypox or do you just can't eat anything but, you know, bananas yeah. and things, you know, <laughs> monkey
4: things? Do you start to monkey throw things, your poo-poo? Yeah. Well that's it. The kill rate's not very good, but that shrew virus that Dan just informed me about, if that's killing 40 to 70%, now you have my attention. Yeah, no good. But then I don't know, is 40 enough? Is
1: 40 oh, enough yeah, yeah. for the next the, for the new virus uh, virus, you know? 40 that, will get people's attention. Freddy,
0: have, have you seen any mask uh, masking, I should say, anywhere in your travels down there? Not a lot. Okay.
3: Not a lot, but I've seen some. Um but, again, it's the, you know, talking to the people that I've met down here and at a party. It's, um like, they talk about it like it's a cold. Like, yeah, I had it. And, you know. Yeah. No. Now, and my brother. said to me on Saturday, it would be like, you know, I could come to this party and give somebody a cold or give them the flu. And most of the people had been vaccinated. So, the attitude was that um, if I don't know, I have COVID. Right. Yeah, I may spread it, but if I don't know it I don't feel it, and what else can I do Other than get vaccinated? Right?
4: No, you're right. And my brother, who's been very, very COVID cautious for since this thing started in March 2020, he wears an N95 every time he's inside with someone else. And he did this business thing for a couple of hours, maybe three hours, and he never took off his N95 mask. Tested positive for COVID after this because somebody there had COVID, wow. but didn't know it. So, like, that's hit a man who wore an N95. The he swears he didn't even take it down to take a sip of water. Yeah, he, you know,
0: and it's funny you brought masking because I was going to say to these guys that. Uh, the last couple of days, I've been getting ready because my brother and his uh, girlfriend are going to be staying here, and Spencer's been here. So I, I was in a Home Sense yesterday and I had to buy some. Home had to, sense. I had to buy some pillows. By oh, the way, okay. let's put a pin in that for a second. Hmm. <laughs> I said to my uh, ex-wife Randy last night, who came to pick up Spencer. I said, I had no idea that Home Sense during the day is where all the ladies are. <laughs> like, honestly, I walked in because I was just going to grab a few pillows. And get out of there But I sort of lingered <laughs> I did a couple of I don't know if you guys Have ever done this Like a stalking pass Where you're like You know I mean stalking a woman Like I'm not, not creep But I was like I saw somebody And I went around To the other end Because I wanted To have a look again And and the place is Filled with You know Women of an appropriate age For the hell man It's a mill factory It
3: is a mill factory <laughs> You know I did that yesterday In a record store We went into this Record store in Baltimore You know That has all Old albums and stuff and I did the pass around to the repeat because there was a woman there. I'd say maybe in her mid thirties, um, wearing white cotton pants, and I could clearly see a thong. And when I first noticed it, I thought, "Whoa, that's interesting." See, so just just to make sure I saw what I saw, I had did to do a little pass around. Exactly, pass around to see it again, and it was confirmed. <laughs> well, so I, I don't know that that's creepy or stalking, but I did that. No, so it's I, creepy. It's it creepy. Is creepy. That's <laughs> all creepy. Yeah. Whatever,
1: no, it's but not. it was
0: quietly creepy. I didn't approach any woman But I did do a one pass around There was a mother daughter uh couple Steady and, <laughs> uh, creeper. and uh, No And the, the young The daughter was probably Early early 20s And the mom was probably Late 40s 50s And I of course Go oh, mother daughter Which is a creepy category <laughs> But uh, you know I just I said to Randy last night I said I had no idea That's what I should do I should be going to home sense During the day And just be like asking questions She said what you should do Is approach a woman and say, "Excuse me, can you help me? I, you know, I'm. I am do not really understand. Is, what is the difference between sea salt and the pink? Blah blah. You know, some, ask some question, and then I start a conversation. Is three hundred thread count enough?
4: <laughs> That's for
3: right. Like for this. So no, sh- Howard,
4: here's a better. Here's a better thing. You go to the woman and just say, uh, "What would your husband prefer, this right, or this? And yeah. she'll say, "Oh, actually, I'm divorced.
3: Oh. And I then like you start your convo. This pillow What's better The salt or the pink <laughs> uh, Sorry. How would you like to How would this pillow Feel under your back Here let me Let me see Um do you really think that's creepy? I don't think that's creepy. If you see a young, attractive person, and you have noticed them, and then maybe do an, a pass-by to... Nah, the pass-by's the creepy part.
4: Okay, Let me say, Why? a 60-something-year-old man doing the loop around to see if she's wearing a thong, my daughter, my 18-year-old, would basically tell me how fucking creepy that is. Oh, like, for sure. Well, she but she didn't
0: know. But amongst us fellas, you know, it wasn't done in a creepy natural. manner.
3: It's the natural. No, I yeah. get it. I'm just... Channeling my 18-year-old
0: daughter Who likes to tell me all the creepy things I'll tell you, Boone Like, I I have two of those And uh, the list of things That you're not allowed to even think or know Is quite something Uh, Boon, Boon, uh, we're going to be talking after the show. Stick around for a couple minutes because we're not 100% sure now about next week. We oh. might make an audible call. Uh, we could throw in an extra show or two, but I just want to go over that. Uh, Freddie's okay. coming back from Baltimore. Safe travels. Thanks to the retirement Sherpa But Mark Hebsher, Jackie Delaney popped in. Toronto Mike, obviously, a uh, great podcast. And Mike does have an update, though. Um, we're not ever going to get into the podcast
4: awards. That's not going to happen. But, Mike... Oh. Yeah, you don't want to be in those those uh, awards anyways. But this is very brief. But you mentioned Al Waxman in Order of Canada. So I did a little homework. Okay? Yesterday, so yes. I had Stacey Allister on. She is a companion of the Order of Canada. That's a height that Al never reached. So oh. Al, yeah, he's a member of the Order of Canada, but he never got promoted to the companion, which is the top tier. So I said, okay, what companions of the Order of Canada have been on Humble and Fred's po- podcast? I was curious about the podcast. There are two members in addition to Stacey Allister. Okay. Anne, Anne Murray. Oh, of course. Oh. Yes. Anne Murray, who appeared on Humble and Fred. Uh, she's a companion of the Order of Canada and astronaut Roberta Bondar. Yes, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, so three companions in podcast history, and wait, wait, and and so Al was the highest ranked. He was the actual order of like. No, no, no he, was he was lesser. He was lesser. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like an entry level. And sometimes you, I think uh, Stacy mentioned this, but you can skip that bullshit level. Like I think Dan's up for that level. Like that's at easy least. Into, right? So order Canada, they toss those out like candy. Okay, companion. That's top tier. That's top and tier. Elite. Elite, uh, and you have three members that are there, but Al never ra- made it to
3: companion. So, what exactly is the criteria that Dan Duran would uh, qualify? What, 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 what,
4: what? <laughs> what is? I that? don't know the the uh, the E stuff he did. E is that E talk? Oh, e, oh That's right. E talk. Yes. So you're saying
0: for uh, for for briefly hosting an entertainment show <laughs> where he said uh, I don't know. I don't where know, he said, "Here's like a... uh, we now take you to the set of Greece." <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, no. Oh. If, listen, if anyone deserves it, it's Dan.
4: And and Gwen, note though, because I know your listenership, big fans of the Maple Leafs, particularly in the seventies and eighties. But there's some sad news. Uh, well, terrible news, I'd say, out of Sweden, in that uh, Boria Salming has announced he has ALS. Oh, oh that's he used too He's to called it the Lou Gehrig disease. It's yeah, a- yeah, ALS. yeah.
3: And we just Loved got him. that news this morning. What a warrior that guy was. Loved him. Loved and, him and he so came into much. the league at a time
0: when there was. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the word would be, but a suspicion or a distrust of European players, sort of the, you know, this is our game, and how, you know, now it's so commonplace. But in that era that Borea Salming came into the league, it was a, it was pretty
3: rare-ish to have a foreign-born player on your team. And and the thing is, you know, that was the famous Harold Ballard line. Those players, Inga Hammerstrom, uh, Boris Salming, oh, those players go into the corner with uh, six eggs in their pocket and come out with them not even broken, yeah. something to that effect. But Boreas Salming turned into, well, I use the word warrior because during those series against the Philadelphia Flyers in the mid-70s, he'd be cut and bleeding and he just, he was amazing, that man, as a Maple Leaf, a great Maple
0: Leaf. Yeah. And what a shitty disease to get. I mean, there's no great disease, but, you know, ALS, the, your body wastes away while your brain is preser- I mean, like, It's almost like the It's a weird like The opposite of Alzheimer's Your brain is wasting away And oftentimes your body is fine You know until later stages mm. But You know it would be the Like that one I always think about Like okay you still are fully cognizant You're still aware of who you are And your surroundings And you're, you're you Except your body isn't you anymore Those are the symptoms? What do you mean? Well
4: basically His basically, body wasn't behaving yeah, It's a muscular it did, and disease like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah And Everyone, it's a different rate for everybody. It's progressive. It's, But yeah, I think, Howard, I'm with you. This is the worst one of all because the brain stays intact yeah. and the body just starts giving out on you until you can't even speak anymore. It's the worst. It's progressive. I mean, and, and however you, you know, your body met,
0: metastasizes things or whatever, but mm. you all end up in the same place. You end yeah. up not, your body, you're to the point where you're in a wheelchair. At the end, something is breathing for you and eventually you can't breathe anymore because your muscles, uh the connection between your brain and your body just goes away. It's yeah. so fucking weird.
4: Wow, fucking. Ah. sucks. Well, Are we going to well, have well, a discussion about
0: Borya Salming and not mention, uh, you know, one of the most famous aspects of Borya Salming?
4: Uh, the hammer.
3: He was well, the Dan Duran of the Maple Leafs. Yeah, they, <laughs> they called him the King.
4: Oh, Ann Romer once told me uh, that was his nickname. Yeah, she, she said she says it was like as long as your arm. She said it was very impressive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: You What's know that. Uh, that
4: yeah, exactly. That's just going to be yeah. laying there.
0: It's going to be laying there. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. Someone said, hey, you got ALS. You've got about, you know, eight to ten months before uh, you won't be able to use that. And I would just spend
3: all day furiously drinking. <laughs> oh, maybe you I talk have about, <laughs> You talk about all the symptoms. I'm thinking it sounds like being 66. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, <laughs> I'll spend my last eight months jerking it. I think maybe I have ALS now. <laughs> Uh, All right, Dan Should we call Dan the king?
3: Oh, he's beyond that He's the emperor Or the whatever No What's what's above a king? I don't know Jesus, baby Jesus (laughs) Yeah, God, I think (laughs) Dear baby Jesus Mm.
0: Make sure nothing bad ever happens to Dan's Dan takes
3: a deep breath And waits for this
0: segment to be (laughs) To be over Mm. Um, All right, well, we're going to be doing some shows We're not sure if we're going to be doing them next week, but there will be shows again, and we're all, we're not far from uh, the time to get serious, back to doing three and four shows a week. Uh, Mike Boone, thanks for hanging in here. Dan Duran, say so long for the people. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa,
1: The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and HealthGage. Email us, humbleandfred at humbleandfredradio.com. Like and subscribe. Do it. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. Nothing creepy here.